three, two. Come on, go. Let's go. go oh my gosh. Go, go. All right. Well, hello. Welcome to the podcast that has no name yet. Uh, yep. Right. We'll, we'll figure that out and we'll enlist you guys to help us. Don't be assholes about it. Um, yeah. So today we are, well, first off, uh, hi, I'm Sean. Uh, you already know who he is. Hi. He is, uh, he is man in hoodie. I'm um, man, man in so hoodie in 97 talking degree about, weather. Yeah, why? Because my AC is on. And I also don't have a haircut and I don't want to show people that. But you're in the house. You can control the, well, anyway. No, I can't. Okay. Well, we are going to be talking about sports, primarily basketball and primarily the NBA. Um, that is going to be the subject of this podcast going forward. Hope you enjoy it. If you don't like sports, mainly basketball, then you can kick rocks. Uh, if you do, then stay. Yeah, get the the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, dog. You you literally saw the sports title and you clicked on it and you didn't like sports. You fucking idiot. Dumbass. <laughs> you dumbass. Imagine somebody just click on this. It's like, I just wanted to see what yeah. it was about. This isn't about movies? I thought, oh, no. Bitch. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, we're going to be talking about everything, mostly the NBA, but pretty much everything that is basketball at mm. some point. Um, today, we're going to be focusing on three topics. The uh, off-season for... Our favorite team, everybody's favorite team, every smart person's favorite team. Every, is it is it every smart person's favorite team? Yeah, every smart person's favorite team and some dumb people's favorite team. Oh, yeah, I think we're the dumb people. Well, speak for yourself. The Philadelphia <laughs> 76ers. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about, uh, of course, the NBA Finals and what some some teams, well, one team in particular that's in a, in a bit of a – a rut. Conundrum. Yeah, a quagmire, some would say. Quagmire, giggity. The uh, Los Angeles Lakers and what they're going to do with Russell Westbrook. And what they sh- what they should do with Russell Westbrook, I guess. Um, but they we're going to start things to off. to do with Russell Westbrook. Right, because they're not going to be able to do what they want to do. All right. Um, but we're going to start off with the finals. So, Marquise, who's winning the NBA finals? Uh, I don't uh, – it's, it's the Warriors. It's really? the Warriors. Um, okay. Me personally, I, I think that this is going to go six at best for the Celtics. Um, okay. I just think the championship pedigree that the Warriors play with is is unmatched, um, especially for a team that's very unexperienced and who got hot. You know, they weren't even – they were in the play-in game in the beginning of January. Yeah. They were in the play-in game, and they had – they rode this ride, and they got to the finals. This is like a miracle trip for them. Um, that they should yeah. definitely, they should definitely be proud of. Uh, Boston Celtics fans should definitely be proud of what they have done. But I just think, when it comes to winning championships, they've already won three. They've been here before. They know what it takes. Um, they they discipline themselves and they know how to play. So I think the Warriors, the Warriors win in six. So I agree. Um, I think it's six or five games, possibly five. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly going to hinge on Marcus Smart. Yes. And whether or not he's fully healthy. I think if you looked at, like, the past couple years, there's always been, like, a team, like, one overachieving team Mm -hmm. in each conference. It was the Hawks last Last year. Last year. Yep, Hawks last year. The year before that, you could say Miami. Actually, you could even say uh, the Mavericks overachieved this year. Yep, Mavericks. I I would say – that's why I I would say in each conference. So, like, this year in the East, it was was the Celtics. 
and in the West, I would say the Mavericks. To overachieve last year, to overachieve yeah. and make the finals, that's that's some good shit. Like that's as as a right. Sixer fan, as a Sixer fan, you hate to see it because your Celtics ill nasty. But like, yeah, at, yeah. at a certain point, like that's dope. That's dope to be in the finals. Uh, yeah. First time you've been in the finals since two thousand eight, I believe, or was it two thousand nine? Because I think they went back to back, but they only won one. Yeah, two thousand nine. So it's it's been some time. I think half of yeah. the players on your team were barely teenagers when you uh. When you did it, I think Marcus Smart was 16, Jason Tatum was 12, and like Jaden Brown was like 13 when they were last time they were in the finals. So, um, it's dope. It's dope to see that. Hopefully, we we get to see a finals before we die. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we will. But um, well, honestly, if the, the I, and I was talking about this with uh somebody on Instagram, if the Celtics win, if the Celtics win, that will be, I think, the defining moment that like the process failed yes because yes. if you look at how boston has fleeced us throughout the entire process mm-hmm. like getting even though he's not even on boston anymore but getting carson edwards from us even mm-hmm. though we got matisse but knowing like they made that trade knowing that we wanted carson edwards in the second round like they were just being petty getting getting jason tatum when they knew markel wasn't the guy but you know, I guess stupid ass Brian Colangelo couldn't I mean, see that. To 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 be to play devil's advocate a little bit, Markel Fultz was like the clear cut number one. When, I don't think so. When oh you don't? No, I don't think so. Well, I I think most people would agree that he was he was uh the best player. But if you if you looked at like the draft over the past couple of years, pl- players don't always get drafted over who has the best numbers coming out. A lot of times it's potential. Yeah. And if we're talking about potential, Jason Tatum clearly was head and shoulders above everybody else in terms of potential. See, he was one of the youngest players in that draft. He was six. He's six nine. He can score from all three levels. He can handle the ball well. Like potential wise, I think Danny Ainge saw what most people probably should have saw, which was just like this kid is. Young, he's long, athletic, and he can shoot the ball really, really well. Um, and there's tons of guards in the league already. <laughs> there's the fleeced. Uh, they they did they did fleece us a lot of times. Um, but Danny Ainge, uh, Danny Ainge, a lot of shit fell on his lap. I'm not yeah. it, like you could give him credit for drafting Jason Tatum, and he said he was going to draft him number one if they kept the number one pick. I don't believe that shit. I don't believe it uh, at all. Um, I, I think they were going to trade it regardless. I think they were going to trade it, but the thing is, we were the only option, mm. really, because they weren't that. trading. They weren't trading back past four. Yeah, and L.A. wasn't. L.A. was wanted Blonzo. They wanted yeah, Lonzo, they, so. they were like, we're we're getting our guard, our guy, no matter what, because yeah, you're not taking Lonzo, and he's he's going to be gone when we right. take him. So it's like they had number know, two. They so, were getting their guy yeah. no matter what. Yeah. But for for the Celtics, you're right. Like they, it did kind of just fall in their lap. They didn't. They weren't even supposed to have the number one pick. Because remember, after that Brooklyn trade, when they sent all the that's, old that's guys, that's what I, that's what I mean. A lot of things Brooklyn. fell in the lap. Like they yeah. didn't expect Brooklyn to just be terrible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Brooklyn. Brooklyn was stupid for making that trade because uh, Paul Pierce was like 34, and KG was like on his way out anyway. You yeah. know what I'm saying? KG the, the, was like 34. 36, 37? Yeah, the glory days 36. is over. And for yeah. them to get that, which turned into Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 
th- th- those are the Brooklyn's Nets picks. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of things kind of fell in their lap, but like sometimes in the NBA, you just need a little bit of luck. Yep. Even the Kyrie thing, even though that didn't work out, but still yeah. like the fact that Kyrie happened to request a trade. Yeah. The right thing, when Isaiah Thomas gets this hip injury. <laughs> this is the thing like, about the Celtics that I kind of wish the Sixers would do because like we mentioned and we talked before, the Sixers are always a year late or mm-hmm. a year a year forward. So it's like it, it makes it makes no sense as somebody drives past my fucking house blasted fucking music bro uh, i couldn't even hear it you couldn't hear it no i have my mic game kind of talking down low but t- turned down low but um and and the Celtics just seem to just know when it's time to move on yeah and even when they moved on from the paul pierce kg era they were still in the playoffs yeah they were still competing i mean they weren't championship contenders but they still were competing and they had this revolving door of good players where like it's kind of like the Spurs, I want to say, where they mm. they even when the time the times they weren't competing for championship, they had their core guys and they developed their young guys under that, and the, uh, yeah. those those younger guys got the experience to you know take that step forward. So the Celtics uh, development like scheme, uh, Celtics, the Raptors, the Heat, yeah. all Spurs all have this development team, which is like great. I wish we had it. I would. I would say nobody really does it better than Boston, though. Boston and Boston and Golden State. I think I will, I will throw Miami in there because Miami I, finds people off the streets. I would throw Miami in there, too. But yeah. Boston really knows. See, like, Golden State knows how to use the G League very, very well. Yes, yes, yes. Boston knows how to draft and how to acquire picks. Mm-hmm. Miami knows how to draft and how to sign the right free agents and make yeah. the right trades. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean Boston makes great trades too. But Boston we like yeah. it's just the timing. Like they just they do everything right when they have to do it. Yeah. Like and they find the right guys to just fit in the it? system. Do you see it? What? That fly. It's been it's been bothering me. The first podcast, the first podcast. Oh, in your in your room? Yeah. Is is what fly in my room? <laughs> There's it's probably been, one in mine, too. It's been bothering me this entire time. So I have a light for everyone that's watching this. I have a light right here, and I had to take out my AC to fix the panel. So I take out my AC. This one fly gets in here, and this light right here. Flies are attracted to the light, for those who don't know. So he yeah. constantly, comes, constantly fucking comes right here. I'm like, bro, leave me alone. Leave mm. me alone. And the closer to the light he is, the bigger the shadow. Yeah. So, but I really I can't see it though. No, it, it went past. You're gonna watch this back, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" I'm not gonna watch this back. You're not gonna watch it back. I hate watching myself. That's crazy. Now back to I, I hate it. I'll get other people's feedback, but I can't. I can't watch myself. I can't stand it. Editing like videos that I've done and stuff like that, I just sit there and cringe. But it's like, I don't know. I, can't I don't cr- like my voice. I think which I, is crazy to say, but I don't like my own voice. I kind of like my voice. I kind of do. Well, I'm kind of conceited. That's, that's great for you. I'm kind of conceited. I've heard it enough, so I was like, you know, it's not bad, you know. But like I said, makes sense. the Celtics, uh, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And and Celtics and, like I said, the Warriors. They, I think um, 10, 10 of the 17 players on the Warriors roster, roster were from the – or were at one point in the G League. Mm. Yeah, Gary Payton, like, Jordan Poole. Yep. James Wiseman, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, I think Kevon Looney. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's so like 
they really know how to use the G League as a way to develop their young talent mm-hmm. and like develop them in a, in the way that they need them to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they, as they, opposed to the Sixers, who have had good players that have, you know, they've sent to their G League affiliate, but when they come back, they can't fit in the system really the way that we need them to. Yeah. Like Paul Reed is great, but it's like you can tell that in the G League he's the guy. Because he does, he's 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 not really like, he doesn't seem to have a role player's mentality really. Yeah, he's just like a little over aggressive with everything he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause you know in the G League, you're going against people like you, people who's trying yep. to prove themselves. So sometimes they, I want to say they they try to play their role to show people mm-hmm. that they can play a role. So like you yeah. know, there's not a lot of pump fakes. There's not a lot of thing. There's a lot of more like movement of the basketball. Versus mm-hmm. like when you get on a team where you're playing with Joel, you 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 listen. It's Joel. <laughs> like you're gonna yeah. give the ball to Joel. Yeah. So it's like give him the ball. <laughs> you're gonna give the you're gonna give the ball to Joel. So like uh, like even I would say a, a Jaden Springer, where it's hard to incorporate him because he's one of the guys in the G League that would just go off and do what he does. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, definitely developing players to what you need, what your team needs, uh, and drafting players to what your team needs. There's no there's yeah. no point like what you said. Um, years ago, I'm bringing up Jaleel Okafor, but you had Joel Embiid already. You, you know? had Joel Embiid and Nerlens Noel already. Yeah. So there were, and there in was... that same in that same draft, they took Jaleel Okafor and Rashawn Holmes yeah. and uh, some other European center who never came over. So yeah. it's like, you know, at some point you got to start filling out the roster. Now, mind you, that wasn't like the most talented draft. Not at all. Um. So I I kind of get it, but at the same time it's like, and that was Sam too. So it was it's Sam. like at some point you got to start thinking about filling out the rest of this roster. Yeah, you I know, mean you can't you can't just rely on the picks and go I, best player available each time. I would also because the the top three were was Cat D'Angelo and uh, Jalil. If you didn't have anything, because like D'Angelo, that was a last second pick by the Lakers. Like the yeah. clock damn near expired before yeah. they were like, okay, we want to go, we want to go D'Angelo route. We want him to yeah. learn from Kobe and his Kobe's last year. He could yeah. be the savior or the person that you know Kobe passes the torch to, even though Kobe does not pass. Um, and that <laughs> was that was <laughs> just shout out, uh, shout out, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, Bleacher Report, Game of Game of Zones, yeah, Game of Zones, Bleacher Report, yes. So. And I, I always thought that that, and we'll get into the Lakers, obviously, but the Lakers are kind of like us, where they just kind of do dumb shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. I always thought that that was a terrible pick for them. Like, not that D'Angelo Russell wasn't a good player, mm-hmm. but if you're looking at the rosters, they needed what we what we took, and we took what they needed. Yeah, like they needed a big. They had, uh, they already had Julius uh, Randle and Jordan Clarkson on the team. Mm-hmm. They had their power forward and guard really of the future. And then they took another guard when they needed a center, somebody who could score down low. And under- we took another center when we needed a guard. I understand their thinking, though. I do understand he's a young guard, round same size as Kobe, shows defensive potential at that point. Right. Um, yeah. You know, hey, Kobe, Kobe, stay with, stay with Kobe. But then there's reports that Kobe didn't show up to fucking practice. 
Like yeah, exactly. it was his last year, so you drafted this kid. He's seen Kobe like once a month, and it's like right. only time you really play with Kobe is on the, on, the, on actual game. So that kind of backfired, right. and then you know Nick Young things, and then Magic Johnson, you know, all that happens. That's of course in hindsight, but see, and that's that's another reason why I was like, is this is Kobe's last year? You want him to spend his last year mentoring one player mm-hmm. when it's like you really you've already had Jordan Clarkson here learning from him for a year already. And on top of that, if Kobe does just go and retire, you can always just call him back in to say, hey, can you work out with this guy? You know, whatever, whatever. Because he 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 took a lot of people under his wing after he retired. Yeah, so it's like you don't have to worry about him being on the roster while you bring about this young guy. Like, just draft who you need to draft. Like, you don't think Kobe can give a center advice? Right. (laughs) Like... You don't think he can give Jaleel Okafor advice? I mean... If anything, he's the exact person who needed to give Jaleel, Jaleel Okafor advice. Yeah. Because, like... And, and another thing I want to add to this is your situation really matters mm-hmm. when you get drafted. Because yeah. Jaleel, if Jaleel gets drafted to any other team, Jaleel's probably still in the league. Yeah. He's probably still in the league. It's just the fact that we didn't need him. We used him literally as an assurance policy. Once yep. Joel got back, it was like, all right, bro, you could you could go somewhere. Like we trade him yeah. to to the Nets with Nick Stauskas. So it's like, yeah, yeah you can have. Well, him. first first they were like, well, first let's see if you can play power power forward. You and can't. Oh, okay, all right, can't, yeah, you can bro. Go. He can't <laughs> defend, bro. He he was yeah. literally uh, uh like a plastic board on on defense. Yeah. Um, and it was like you had to move on to him. It, it's it's so crazy. Like I go back to what I said. I'm so happy. So happy. I'm like the Boston does is that they know when it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. We traded Nick Stauskas and Jaleel Okafor for like second round picks. Yeah, exactly. When the year, the year or two years before, I think he was averaging like eighteen points a game. Right. And Post it's like, machine. Exactly. To the point, I was like, See, and, and that's one of the things that I do. Even though I feel like if Sam stayed, the process would have went on forever. But I feel like that was one of the things that Sam did well. Sam Hinkie, for the people who don't know, Sam Hinkie, but. The one of the things that he did well was moving on from players. Mm-hmm. Like when he moved Michael Carter Williams, everybody was like, "Huh? Like he's your best player." He and won then he fell of off. Year. He almost had a quadruple double. But His first game, it's like the writing, the writing was on the wall that like he was about to start regressing, mm-hmm. or that he was just not advancing the way that we needed him to. So it's like, all right, while his trade value was at its highest, we're going to move him, and we ended up getting another third overall pick from him. I think. Because we got we got a, a pick from L.A. that ended up becoming oh Alfred Payton and then we yeah. moved, we traded Alfred Payton for uh, Dario Sarge. No 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 that was oh yeah yeah that was you're right you're right yeah that yeah was Joel we got that. it was the it was the what did we pick what do we have the... no no it couldn't be because Michael Carter Williams and Joel was on the same team Joel was injured no so. but he but he got drafted the year before. Oh wait, no, you're right. You're yeah, right. Remember the picture, that was the it next was, draft. So it was yeah. it was I think it was actually in it was the year after Ben Simmons. Was that the No, wait, was it yeah. the year of Ben Simmons? I think that was Furcon. It was either Furcon or Furcon? Uh, Timothy Lawawu Cabarro. Because remember we had three picks that draft. That Ben Simmons draft. We had hmm. number one overall, we had twenty four and we had twenty six. could have been one of those picks because Milwaukee made the playoffs way before we did but are you but I'm trying to think 
Because it was a... We got a higher pick, though. Because it was a lottery pick. From L.A. Mm. I feel like it might have been... Hold on. I, I probably have to look it up, but... I think it might have actually converted in 2017 because remember they put all those re- all those uh, restrictions on it. Yeah, because it was scary. We're like, yeah. So it was it got pushed back a year when we when we act the pick actually was because I think LA was was terrible. Yeah, um, as we were as well. Yeah, we were. We were worse. We were worse. Remember yeah. the the year that we but started. See, we off- were worse, but we were worse because of injuries. They were worse because they literally did not have the talent. Do you remember the year we started off 0 and 18? Yep. That was uh that, that was the year That was, Jalil, that that was, was Jalil. Jalil's first year. Yeah, that was Jalil's first year. You remember yep. the first win we got? Oh my god. It was it was crazy. It was like It was against the Lakers. Yeah. It yeah. was Kobe's return. It was Kobe's final game in in, in uh in Philly that yep. I was at. Yep. I had I saved up to get to that motherfucker. Um, that game, uh, Kobe was, he did like the post game press conference, and one of his like old high school teammates was there. Mm-hmm. He's a reporter. Oops. He was a reporter. And it was weird because they lost, and Kobe like wasn't even upset. Like, yeah. He was just happy. He gave, to be he gave uh, TJ, he gave TJ praise. Yeah. Yeah. That. So it was like, that was such a great day. <laughs> It was just like it was a good day. It was just like good vibes all First around. First win, like we you won. got to see Kobe one last time. Yeah, yeah, we won. Did, we beat the Lakers. We got to see Kobe. It was cool. It was just good vibes. A little, a little Sixers trivia, right for you. This for you to okay. answer. Uh, what was Joel's first number before we traded away Thaddeus Young? Ooh, it has something to do with his name. It has something to do with his name. It has something to do with his name. How he marketed it. How he marketed it was something to do with his name. Come on. Mind 18? you, mind you, we already had traded Drew. Right. I don't remember what Drew's number was. Was it? You give up. I don't remember. You give up. Yeah. It was eleven. So he would he would spell his what? name and the two eyes in his name he would do eleven, he would put eleven there. Yeah. Because uh, then we traded. Don't remember that you don't. But see, no, because that had to have been like for like either one season or not even the whole. S- no, actually, it was, it was that was months. before he played. It was a couple months. Yeah, it was before he played. The, right. The, the next two months, the uh, off season, so he got drafted. He did all the, uh, the, the media. It, yeah, all the media after you get drafted, signing the cards yeah. and stuff like that. And maybe I want to say not even a month, maybe two weeks later, we trade Daddy is Young to the Timberwolves for Alexi Sved, Luke Mbamute, yeah. and uh, I think uh, something else, like a second round pick or yeah. something. Yeah, Alexi Sved was a Sixer. Do you remember his? Traded... Do you remember his jersey yeah. number? Alexi's. Yeah. It was thirty something, right? It was eighty eight. It was eighty eight. The most bizarre. I was about to say thirty three. It, it was a double. Yeah, I was. I remember this so vividly because this was like around the time I first like really started watching the Sixers, and I'm like, yeah, who the fuck is that this was, guy? There's, there's, 
there's only been a couple <laughs> players that I could think. They, like, have fucking linebacker numbers. Yeah. But that, yeah, I, I remember it was a weird, like, double number. I thought it was 33. Yeah. Uh, didn't we trade them? Because um, it wasn't just, it wasn't just uh, Thaddeus. It was, we traded them somebody else, too. Thaddeus. I think it was just Thaddeus. Yo, okay. look, look, it look wasn't... what Mute was, like, always old. Like, I can't envision yeah. him. Young. I don't either. When when when, he's, when was he young? On what team was he young? I have no idea. Honestly, I feel the same way about like Al Horford, which is weird because like I remember seeing Al Horford young. Yeah. But he wasn't like a star. So it's like I just saw him, but it seems like it, it was weird. It, Al Horford is one of those guys that seemed like it, he didn't become a star until he was like 30. Yeah. I, I like kind of feel, I kind of feel the way with uh, older player Sam Cassell. I, yeah, I just, it's like, bro, when were you ever young? Tony Allen, when and, the fuck were you Manu. ever young? Yeah, man, yeah, Manu too. I actually know. I kind of remember Manu, Manu young. I Not, don't like with the hair. He had longer hair. It, I, I kind of remember that. But he had all, he had longer hair, but he just always looked older than everybody else, like yeah. in the face, like Tony Sorry, Allen. Manu. Tony Tony Allen. I was like, yeah, I looked at uh, I looked at nineteen year old Tony Allen. I was like, bro, that. That motherfucker's thirty five. Like that, yep. that is that yep. is that is yeah. yeah. Like there's some people like that that just never like even when they're young, you think that they just they're not that they're older than they actually are. So Morgan like, Freeman. I don't I don't think I've ever seen a young Morgan Freeman. I saw for the first time a young John Witherspoon. Really? For the first time. Well, no, he wasn't even that young. I was gonna say was when he was on the Richard Pryor show, he was kind of young. Duh. But he was he was like in probably his thirties. I saw he's probably saw like a, his early thirties. I saw the picture and it doesn't even look right. Mm. It doesn't even look right. I'm like, bro, that, no, not at all. So what else? What else you want to talk about? You want to talk about the Lakers, right? Yes. Yeah, so we can get into the Lakers now since we're talking about drafting and players and movement and things like that and organizations. The, the Lakers might might be the worst team in developing players just because they just don't want to. Exactly. The Lakers, the Lakers and I would say honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, any team LeBron's on. Yeah. Pretty much any team LeBron is on, all the young players you can just you can just go. Yeah, when you got like they, Yeah, when you got they, the Cleveland, there's never they been a Dion. LeBron team. Yeah, when he got to the Heat, they traded Dion and they never even gave Andrew Wiggins a game. Mm-hmm. They were just like, yeah, you're no, Kevin you're Love, a trade chip. Yeah, we need Kevin Love. The thing, uh, the thing about like Kevin Love value was that high, right? That you right. traded a first overall pick and Anthony Bennett, but you traded a first overall pick for the potential for somebody who never showed anything in the playoffs, never yep. got to the playoffs. Yep, that is wild. The fact that the fact that the tandem of of uh, Ricky Rubio and Kevin Love never did anything, and they had a center. What was the uh, Petrovic? Petrovic, yeah, the big, yeah. just strong ass motherfucker. He was like Stephen yep. Adams before Stephen Adams. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They just, they just, and um, uh, what's his name? You talk about the guy who got drafted Something. before Steph Curry. Yes, Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn. Like they just never did anything. And I think that should have been signing up. They're like the Timberwolves now. <laughs> yeah. The Timberwolves with Cat and 
fucking D'Angelo. Like, and it's crazy because D'Angelo has had success on a different team, when two different guy. teams. He was the right. guy, and they had they had they had success. They also was a deep team. They were a deep I feel bad team. for D'Angelo. I do because it seems like wherever he goes, when he starts to kind of get into a groove, he gets traded. I feel like they should look to trade him. But I think it's a more of a, a personal aspect that you don't want to upset Cat. But at a certain point, you might as well trade Cat too. Give right. Anthony Edwards the keys, bro. He looks like in a couple years, I think Anthony Edwards will be better than Cat ever was. Because at this point, their timelines don't match up. Yeah. At this point, by the time Ant really comes into into his own as the player that he is, Cat will be pushing 30. Yeah. He'll be – no, he'll, he'll probably – Because Cat is like 26. Like yeah, he got to be like 26. Or something. I'll look it back. I'll look it up. You keep talking. Uh, yeah, I think he's like twenty six, cause he's he's like a year no, not even a full year younger than Ben. Um, but yeah, I mean the Lakers, any LeBron team really, they ship out their young players to get another star to play with LeBron so he can win. But at the same time, it's like, and yeah. I hate to say it about LeBron because he's like. He's like One father times. Yeah, he's like father times worst enemy. Like I don't know how he's still this good at this age, but at the same time, even if you have LeBron, at this point you got to start thinking about your future. Yeah, like even if you have LeBron and you want to win now, it's like Bron, as great as you are, even now at thirty-seven years old, are you really going to be here at forty? And are you going to be this good still? By the way, because it's only three years away. <laughs> like we can't way, get rid of every young player that we have for the next three years just to keep you happy when we really might not win anything. By the way, Cat is twenty six. He will be twenty seven in November. So okay. yeah, and Anthony Edwards is twenty one, maybe. Yeah, like a five year difference. And honestly, I feel the same way about Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. Even though the the difference is Tyrese Maxey wasn't a number one pick, so his contract's a lot cheaper. Yes, but you still but, you're still gonna have to pay Tyrese Tyrese the max, and uh, of like, course, and it's not even like one of those things. Like, but see, you gotta pay him the max. Like I want to pay him the max. Like I want. But him. see, the good thing is though, because of the way the contracts are structured, his number, his max, as a number what twenty one pick was he twenty one. Thank you, Mike Muscala. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Muscala. Thank you so much. His his max is not the same as Anthony Edwards' max. Okay. Because the way that the way that it works is like where you were picked, can like I think if you were picked within the top five, your starting contract is higher. I think so. So I when you so. sign extensions, it's usually based off of what you've done already, but also what salary you had starting with. Yeah, because I remember when Pascal signed his, and I think him and mm-hmm. Ben got drafted in the same draft. His he was like significantly less than yeah. Ben, and maybe like all stars, all NBAs. Yeah. Um, could yeah. affect that, but de- and definitely affects it. But you know, I, I don't think he made any yet when he got that. Yeah, but see, but and then another good example is Andrew and Joel, because mm-hmm. remember Andrew Wiggins and Joel were drafted in the same draft. They got their extensions the same year, and their extensions were about the same amount, even though Joel was picked third and Andrew was picked first. But yeah. Joel had an All Star appearance. All Star appearance. Joel also had like kickers in his contract. Right, where like you make this, it goes up, you know, stuff like right. that. Um, also, it wasn't Joel's contract wasn't guaranteed. It was not. It wasn't guaranteed. his first contract that he signed was not guaranteed. It had so many kickers and so many injured things, in, injury uh, prone things 
in that contract, like if he got an injury injury and he wasn't the same, they could just release him. Really? Yeah. That's why I mean the, that's smart. Ooh, breaking news. Right now. Wow, that's fire. Breaking news. The Brooklyn Knights are deferring their acquisition of the Philadelphia 76ers 2020 uh first overall pick. So that means we have a first overall pick this year. Okay. Twenty third overall. You know what that means? Trade that it. thing is going. That thing is going wherever Tobias is going. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, this 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 draft. Uh, I don't know if you like watch college basketball or like have been entwined with the draft. Uh, this draft yeah. is kind of it's kind of it's kind of cool, especially it is. when it, when it comes to role players. I don't think I don't see. Uh, it's kind of a regular draft where it's like the top guys are the top guys, but there's going to be some definitely some good role players. Um, it, it looks really good, but the only thing is, it's a lot of bigs. Yeah, I mean, uh, EJ Liddell, um, that's mm-hmm. somebody the Sixers should target. Where he's six seven, plays defense, and could shoot. Um, somebody like that normally gets drafted earlier, like uh, Cam Johnson. Remember, we thought he was going to fall, and he ended up going lottery. Yeah, that's true too. So guys, Even, guys like him are in high demand. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the opposite guys who we think are going to go higher, and then they end up falling. So, yeah. like Chris Dorsey, we'll somebody we wanted too, and he uh, went lottery. Um, so it's cool that we got a pick. I mean, I, I personally, we could go either way with this. We could really go either way with this. We could draft somebody and try to build a bench or mm-hmm. we can trade it. Like, like you said, in the Tobias Harris, uh, package. Um, so yeah, I mean, we could go either way. We get it. Somebody... Go ahead. I would even, if we can, if we can get a better player in return, I would even be willing to trade down. Trade down. Like, okay. Like, like trade up. I mean, excuse me. I, that's, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, if we can, if we could get like into the top ten, you get trading, who? trading the pick and what'd you say? To get who? One a guard, like either Benedict Mathurin or Dyson Daniels or AJ Griffin, like a guard I heard, or. A heard, star. It, heard it was oh. some question marks around Dyson Daniels. There are, there are, but at um, the same time, it's like because our biggest issue. So hold on, let's let's conclude with the Lakers first. Then oh yeah, 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 we definitely went off. We got so, some breaking news live. You know what I mean? Right, right. Oh, this disrupts everything. So yeah, the Lakers, their hands are kind of tied. They're in a similar situation as us, mainly because of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I it was basically reported that the Lakers would rather keep. Russell Westbrook. Then trade a first round pick. Then trade a first then trade him in picks. I don't understand that thinking. I don't either. Um I mean I to be honest, giving Russ a full year well, I mean he had a full year, mm-hmm. but giving him a just like an off season to kind of get to really know LeBron and and A D, getting them all healthy, getting them all on the same page, letting Russ work on the things that he needs to work on to fit into their scene, their system. Mm-hmm. I think that would have a much greater effect because I think most people were expecting him to kind of turn it around like he usually does yeah, halfway through the season. And it just never happened. But I think the main reason why is because of the roster movement. Like everybody, like guys were in and out of the lineup all the time. Mm. Like AD is constantly in and out of the lineup. LeBron is in and out of the lineup all the time. So who he was actually playing with on a nightly basis changed constantly. I also never thought the Westbrook the Westbrook thing was smart. 
at all. No, it wasn't. Um, because AD is not a shooter. Bron can can do whatever he wants to, but it's like Bron is streaky. Yeah, like Bron gets double teams, kicks it to AD. AD drives, kicks it to Westbrook. Westbrook airballs. Like that. That is like yeah. what I or thought. Drives of. and kicks it to somebody else. Right. And, and it's like the Lakers just need to like. I don't want to say trade. I I feel like their best asset to trade is Anthony Davis. Yeah. And I don't think they want to do that. Something. Like, I don't think they want to do that, but like to get yourself out of this situation, like you might have to. Yep. Like whether it's, whether it's to, to like the bulls, if you want to do a, if bulls want to do a sign and trade with Zach Levine, 80 goes back to Chicago where he's from and you get Zach Levine or something like that. Like you need something. Yeah, and and the pieces that you have don't fit when you're yeah. when AD is not there, your second best player is Malik Monk, and it's like you can't have that, you can't have that at all. When when you look at the Lakers roster, uh, I mean, obviously age was always a factor. Yes, but when you look at their roster, there's such a drop off in talent from the top three to everybody else. Yeah, that it's really when you look at it, they're almost playing three on five. Yeah. Or three on fifteen, because it's like Carmelo. Like they they have three guys and then role players that aren't that great at their roles. They have a bunch like, of guys. What does Taylor Horton? What does Taylor Horton Tucker do? Nothing. What is and, and you? And, and, and this is the crazy thing. They just paid Taylor Horton Tucker. <laughs> exactly. So they just like, paid him. But they have no choice. They let, they let Dennis Schroeder walk and pay Taylor Horton Rondo, Tucker. Rondo. They let, Rondo was they impressing. Let a lot of. Rondo was regressing. He's regressing, but at the same time, who's 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 their backup point guard? Mm. And is that person better than Rondo right now? They let they let Alice Caruso walk too. Exactly. So it's like you had options. You had you had people and you let them go. Even Andre Drummond. Like they let Andre Drummond go and yeah. he ended up signing with us. So it's like they didn't at play. some point you have to you have to think about the other players besides the stars. Yeah. They didn't, they yes, didn't even play you need stars to win, but you need everybody else too. Yeah, they didn't even play Andre Drummond in the playoffs. Exactly. When they made it there, they benched him. It's like, bro, why sign? Why him is he there to not use him? You know, and it was like AD version two or some shit like that when he, when he got there, and it was so hyped to get him. It's like you 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 putting one if he's not living up to expectations, it's like you're it's your fault for putting that pressure on him in the beginning. Like yep. when he signed here, we knew what he was going to do. You're not starting with Joel. You're you're coming exactly. off the bench. You're going to do what you got to do. Like that's you you add pressure to these guys where do what you do best. Yeah, just do what you do best. You don't come on. Like come on. Like like when we got Tobias, I'm not looking. I we we saw like okay his 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 highs could be an all star, but his mm-hmm. lows could be an above average starter. Like yep. you didn't you didn't trade to Tobias for him to be a star for real. You came. You traded for Tobias to be a role player and fit his role. To be honest with you, you already had Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, like you, you just you didn't just, trade Tobias because you needed scoring. We <laughs> wanted we wanted to be overpowered, like honestly. Right. And what, what kind of fucked us up in the in the in the long haul is that now you got to keep one. Jimmy doesn't want to come back. You got to overpay Tobias because nobody else is there. So now 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 we're in a hole. That's we're comparing the Sixers to the Lakers. Like we. Which both traded for a guard that we thought would be better on our team, and yep. they got here, wasn't it? We both yep. have a, a a big guy who uh, gets injured a lot, even though Joel played the most games of his career this year, and was head head shoulders 
better than um, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis this year. Yep. I'm not comparing the the talent, but it, like just the, the situation. Like we we have a lot of matching pieces. Yeah. Guards it's that money. can't shoot. Like you know what I'm saying. Yep. Like, and then be restricted with money. So, yep. um, the Lakers. Uh, I I honestly think um, one. You only got a couple more years before Bron wants to play with Bronny. Um, if if Bronny makes it, because they're saying that Bronny is a second round pick at best, and the, the <laughs> yeah I heard that, and the the player that the the son that could really be a first round pick is Bryce. Bryce, and he, yeah. So, <laughs> and he's you know. definitely not. LeBron's not going to be in the league when Bryce is yeah. coming out of college. And the Westview thing with like. The age is like you got a good four players, four or five players that you use in your rotation constantly. Even let's add uh, five with Rondo when you had Rondo. In the next four years, they're going to retire. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the next four years. Or just next suck. two, yeah, like next, yeah, or suck or next two years they're going to retire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's cool to have that that um the, the players that's been there and the players that you can trust. But at the same time, it's like, dude, like it's only it's only enough icy hot. You know, for a couple of players, like it's crazy. Yeah, the the it's only enough icy hot. They got Shaq <laughs> as an alumni. He gonna get them whatever amount of icy hot they need. Yeah, Shaq gonna pull up with a truck full of icy hot. Shit, he they should sign Shaq. <laughs> they might as well. Kenny too. Yeah, Kenny Kenny with but, the knees, man. <laughs> oh god. And you know it's crazy. He's actually been like that like his entire life. Yeah, it's just yeah. the older um, he gets, the more noticeable it is. But the 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 thing the thing that really I think separates the Westbrook LA situation from the Philly Harden situation is that Harden does fit. Yeah. Does. The problem is Harden's uh I guess it, playoff Harden is the problem. Yes. Because playoff Harden is a thing. At this point it's solidified. It's not like a couple things that happened maybe in Houston where there was a lot of pressure on him. Like he's got the talent around him now, yes. and it's it's still it's still a thing. And now you're at a point where you don't need to be the best player. You exactly. don't need to, and but we still need you to contribute, yeah. like a starting point guard yeah. on a championship team would. And that's why when people go uh, giving Harden the max, well, I don't want to give Harden the max at all. I don't think no. he deserves it. I think he's no. he's more deserving of a Chris Paul type contract where he gets paid the bulk in the front and then as he gets older the money goes down and the contracts are less guaranteed I think that's something we should look more into because he's 33 if you sign him to a five-year max you're gonna be paying a 37 year old 50 million dollars yeah well he's 32 I think 33 in a couple months Oh, okay, okay so well by the time the season starts he'll be 33 yeah he'll be 33 yeah so you don't do that you know what I'm saying, um, and then you got you got to worry about Joel. It's like Joel already making tweets, man. Miami need another star. Yeah, he know? just signed an extension. He just signed. And an unfortunately, extension. Joel not unfortunately, but Joel is not Ben Simmons. Like mm-hmm. there is very much a trade market for Joel of B. So if he requests a trade, it's not going to be like Ben where yeah, he has you to got, you got to scrape whole... around and look for yeah, something. No, like exactly. And like, Joel, as soon as Joel and B requests a trade. Teams are going to be calling. Like, a lot of teams are going to be calling immediately. And, and they might be willing to throw whatever at us. Cause the, the and one Miami thing, might be the perfect destination. Miami, Miami, could put, Miami could say Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and two draft picks. Yeah. Because we're not talking. And we'd be like, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, we'll take it. You know, Joel, 
the the thing that you separate Ben from Joel is one Joel Joel's a fucking warrior, bro. Yeah, like he yeah. like the respect I gained from this man playing through all this shit and still wanted to be there. Yeah, when Ben didn't want to play with you because of something you said that hurt his fucking feelings. Yeah. Like he's been through so no. much this year, that yeah. my respect for him goes through the fucking roof. Nobody's gonna lowball us. Yeah. Offers for Joel, and we won't even have to accept them because I'm sure Joel will still play. Yeah. Even after he's requested a trade. Yeah. And like he's it, still gonna he's still gonna show up and do what he has to do. It's to the point where we're getting to the point where not only are uh, as a fans like as Philly fans we're not biased. We're not biased. We're not as biased. Okay, let me put rephrase that. We're not as biased. We're realists. Yeah, we're realists. So if Joel wanted to leave, we would just put our hands up and go. Bro, you did, listen, hey, you did everything you, did you possibly you could. You could. You, they have not given you anything. Players have quit on you. You deserve to go win. Yep. You deserve to go win. It's kind of like, I think, kind of like, compared to the Portland situation where there's a lot of Portland fans who are like, damn, listen, bro. Don't we, go. Yeah, it's kind of like. go, we'll fucking hate you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, Dame, I think Dame has that situation where it's like, all right, cool, we know you loyalty. We know loyalty. We know everything like that. It's like, bro. Portland fans got to be like, damn, actually, you staying is, like, fucking hurting us, bro. Like, because, like, they're going to yeah. keep trying to send picks out. They're going to keep trying to get build this shit up when it's you're trying to fix something that's broken. That's the hard part, of, I think, about the NBA as far as, like, the whole loyalty thing is that, for the most part, it, it seems like when you have an organization that likes a player and the player likes the organization and they want it, they want it to work, Right. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't work at the same time, like nobody wants to be the bad guy. Yeah. Like, again, to take it back to Boston, they were very willing to be the bad guy. They were like, Isaiah, you gave us everything. Bro, like, drop you played in a game when your, died. your yeah. sister just died. You gave us everything, but. And people did. Kyrie Irving wants out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and like people like, really hated that trade because of that reason. Like he dropped fifty. Exactly. That fifty exactly. that game played his yep. heart out. Was crying on the sideline with Avery Bradley. Like you know, and people hated Boston for that shit. And it's like that right there lets you know that the NBA is a business. Yep. Like Blake and Griffin. The same, thing, same thing with LeBron. When LeBron left, he was the bad guy. He was the but bad look guy. at look at what it did for his career. Like he won, he went won two championships. He still came back. You but know, this thing. it's promise like he had to get his over promise. that hump, yeah. and he wasn't going to do it while he was still in Cleveland. He had to learn him how to being win. There was hurting, him being there was hurting Cleveland's chances. Same with Portland. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at some point, somebody has to be the bad guy. Either Dame has to just be like, all right, I'm out, or Portland has to say, all right, we're we're restarting. Which, honestly, I thought it was what they were doing when they traded CJ. Covington and like all to, to, Cle- to, to the Clippers. I was like, oh, they're they're rebuilding. Then they're like, no, we're building around Dame and Anthony Simons. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what? What are you? What are you doing? And it still doesn't make sense. I still don't understand what Portland's doing. Okay. Uh, more and, news. More news on that. The, the pick oh, thing. Go ahead. They have um, gave us this pick this year, and they're they're confirmed to take the pick next year. That's fine. And then uh, I don't know why they did that. Cause they're, I guess they're expecting us to be worse next year. Cause, okay. Because the 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 way the trade happened, it was two first round picks, but it wasn't two first round picks. It was yeah. pick swaps. 
Yeah. They had 2022 to 2024. I personally would have chose 2024 because you don't know what the Sixers are going to look like in 2024. But they chose exactly. 2023. Cool, whatever. So we get it this year. Um, and I think in 2024, they get seconds or second round picks or something like that or something like that. So See, I, that's just – I don't know why they would do that because, number one, I don't see us falling off to, like, lottery potential next year. Number two – statistically it's very rare i don't think it's ever really happened where you have a great draft and then the draft following it is also great yeah usually next, it's like next year is supposed draft. to be the best draft though it they're, is they're it's supposed to be, be better than this one it's supposed to be way better than this one they're they're saying okay it's, it's going to be first round talent that gets selected in second round i mean you could say that okay i mean I, you could say the same thing about this year but I don't know. I, we'll we'll see, I guess. But statistically, I, like that doesn't usually happen. But I guess since they're the pick is like what twenty two, twenty three, twenty three. So it's like In yeah, you're probably not gonna get a star at twenty three. But it's still a good it's still a good enough draft that I would take the chance. It's yeah. not like they don't have the money. Yeah, but, they don't they don't have the money to to do anything. And from Brooklyn not to have money, they have they have they have a pretty good squad. When you look, that right. they they now have Seth for at least next year, Patty Mills for next year, KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons. Um, that's kind of where it ends, kind of. Yeah, uh, I mean Bruce Brown, they what? still have. Uh, yeah, and Goran's Goran's about to free, be a free agent, so he's gone. Also oh, have Harris too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they 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 have shooting for days. But the thing about Brooklyn though is that they can because they have KD and Kyrie, and because it's New York they're going to be a free agent destination. Yeah. So they're, they're going to be teams or players that maybe don't get great offers elsewhere. So they'll just say, fuck it. I'll take less money and go try to win a, a ring in Brooklyn. Get a That's free what ring. Paul Millsap did. He ended up on the Sixers. Exactly. <laughs> right. Ended up on the Sixers, right. Um, right. I mean, in a better situation, because at least we made the second round. Yeah. That's crazy. But, it's still crazy to think they got swept. I know. It was competitive games, though. It was like real, like... That was probably one of the most competitive sweeps, one competitive sweeps I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, I was shocked. I was really surprised. I didn't, I didn't imagine that Kevin Durant would ever get sweeped. But at the same time, I didn't think the same thing about LeBron either. So, so if you like going into that series, and you that Boston um, Nets series, and you said, "Hey, somebody's going to get swept in this series," you're going, "Boston's getting fucking Boston. swept." Yeah, yeah. Boston, I mean, listen, Boston showed us out the gate. Yo, we were, we were all that shit. Because, yep. you know, people were trying to lose. They were trying to lose because they didn't want to face the Nets. Mm-hmm. Boston was like, yo, let's win. And they did it. Hey, you can't. Hey. <laughs> and now they're like, damn, we should have we we played the Nets. <laughs> should have played the Sixers. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> exactly. Or us. But, I mean, I, well, see, I don't even know about that. Because I don't know about that. I, the the series with Toronto, Toronto matched up well against us. Yes. The series with Miami, Miami's the number one team in the East. And both of those series were pretty competitive. Like, yeah. with Miami, it was back and forth for a while until they won the last two games. They played with, Hawks, right? Yeah. Are you talking about versus the No, Hawks? with us. Okay, with us. Yeah. Like, okay. our series were, they were both competitive, but... That, that I don't think I don't think we would have gotten swept by Boston. I, I would like to add in there that uh, if Joel was healthy from the rip, if he just had that little thumb thing, we we beat Miami. 
I'm just saying that. Yeah, I think so. I think I, so. And I think with evidence, I think we would have. I don't know if we beat Miami, but I think we at least would have gotten one game in Miami. Yeah, that that is well. First two. I personally think we the fact that Joel came back was was not himself, and we won two straight games. It took Bam two what, a, half, a game and a half to adjust to an injured Joel. Mm-hmm. Imagine a Joel with one problem instead of the two. You know, yeah. like when he's pulling up and he got a, a open uh, jump shot and he hits wide left off the glass. That's not Joel. Yeah. So Bam got out of there easy. Yeah. Easy. And Bam played like shit. And I think I think Miami, if I'm Miami, I'm not going to try to trade Tyler Hero. I would try to cha- trade Bam Adebayo. Well, I don't think you – because of Bam's contract, I don't know if you can move Bam without without Tyler Hero. Or at least, at least like, Max Struess or Victor Oladipo. Because, like, I'm thinking if, if Utah trades Rudy Gobert – to like to say they trade them to Dallas or something like that, they get picks or something back. They can then do another add on to that and send Donovan Mitchell. No, to Miami. Yeah, maybe. But, but I see, think I think I think Utah would want a Tyler Hero though. Exactly. So yeah, maybe not. Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo are the the Heat's two two best trade assets mm-hmm. because of what Hello. they've shown in the past and their their age. Yeah, their future. Yeah. So, but the problem is Bam's making a lot of money already. He's making I mean, $33 million. Somebody's going to, like, if they, I, I personally believe trade Bam before you trade Tyler. Um, yeah. Tyler, because Tyler. I think, if it, I think if it does happen, it might be Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix is ooh, looking to trade? move, moving to move uh, DeAndre Aiden, right. But I feel like if you get Aiden, you're kind of back in the situ- same situation. Even less because Aiton's not a, as good as the defensive player as Bam, and they both aren't aggressive. They're, no, they both. But aren't in ag- terms of in terms of skill, I would say Aiton's a little better though. Yeah, yeah, they're both more they more finesse players than than um, especially the thing about Aiton and Bam is that when they play against a great center, they they kind of bow down. They kind of yeah. like they kind of like okay, bro, you got it. I understand, I understand, like. But- I think at least with Aiton, you get more great games out of Aiton than... He's a better than, playoff player. Yeah, than with Bam, because like you said, Aiton's a better playoff player, but also because Aiton's just bigger and yeah. better I mean, around he got like basketball. four inches on him. I think Bam is like 6'9". Yeah. That was kind of why I was yeah. mad that Doc wasn't trying Tobias on Bam when Bam was going right. off those two games, because they're the same height, and Tobias is physical as well. He plays. Mm-hmm. He literally plays in the post. If Pat... If, if, Tobias can slow down Pascal Siakam. I think he can slow down Bam out of Bayou. And Bam doesn't even shoot. Right. Like, go play Bam like you play Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he did introduce the little mid-range thing, yeah, but, like, that shit wasn't falling when he had Joel on him. When he had, you know what I'm saying? Like, when or you got Paul Reed on you, like, it's cool, because I know yeah. Paul Reed. Paul Reed. Oh, God. <laughs> that Paul is, Reed's. Paul Reed is the he's it's only two options well three options he going you gonna score on Paul Reed he's gonna foul he's gonna block the shit out of your shot or he's gonna foul you hard yeah <laughs> and then look at the ref like what happened bro you took his fucking head off <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> you took his fucking it's head only off, bro it's only three options if you if you get the shot off you probably gonna make it let's let's not but talk you, too much shit about Paul Reed because Paul Reed might be a guest on this podcast in the future. 
Oh, really? Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I don't dislike Paul Reed. I, I like Paul. See, here's the problem, right? And we'll get into this when we start talking about the offseason thing. Uh, What's his name? Patrick Beverly got on, on a, I think it was first take. first take, and he said the Sixers need a dog, which I don't disagree with. Mm-hmm. I think Paul Reed could be that guy if he could do it without fouling so yes. much. Yes, yes, yes. Because he is he is very aggressive and he's not afraid of anybody. Do you know who else was supposed to be that? We had like two players that were supposed to be that. That uh just weren't one one wasn't good and one was like too good that they traded him because they didn't want to uh sign him to a bigger contract. That one the one guy that we had that was a dog that was in the enforcer was Mike Scott. But Mike Scott yeah. fell off. And the person yeah. we had before Mike Scott was Rashawn Holmes. But Rashawn Holmes was too good, and you had to pay him, so they traded yep. him. Yep, and he ended up going to, to Phoenix. Yeah, when they go to Phoenix, then he went to Sacramento. So, yep. we we have these guys. We need a, we need a PJ Tucker type dude, yeah. where because like Joel can't be your enforcer, he can't be your best player and your enforcer. Exactly. Now, historically, that just hasn't happened. Yeah. Like even with the Bulls, they had Rodman. When Rodman got there, my MJ could kind of take a, a little bit of a step back. Is like the the enforcer guy, mm-hmm. but shit, we like, had Jimmy. Jimmy was down like when fucking Jared Dudley pushed fucking Joel. Had, Jimmy, Jimmy was right there. Like we had Jimmy and JJ. JJ, JJ is an underrated. He's a low key dog too. Like JJ will get in people's face. JJ yeah. will get in his own teammates' face. Yeah, that's like, what um when when uh Jimmy first got there and uh, I think uh J uh Jimmy came off a, a pin down wrong or a screen yeah. wrong. Yeah. And JJ came up to him and he said it in his podcast. He was like, Don't fucking do that shit again. Like, <laughs> don't exactly. fucking do that shit again. Like, when I used to see little ass JJ Reddit go up to Joel and B fucking yelling at him like this, like, like I was like, Good. Yeah, bro. Good. <laughs> Good. I mean, TJ was one as well. Yep. Yep. TJ. Like, sometimes you need, especially as a guard. Yeah. And people so was like, like, Yo, get Patrick Beverly. And I was like, He does too much. Yeah. He's, he's, Patrick Beverly is a rabid dog. That's mm-hmm. different. Like he's it's that's way over. And Patrick Beverly is is one of those people whose his mouth isn't worth his game. Yes. Absolutely. Like with JJ it's like JJ is a specialist. He mm-hmm. can say whatever and it's like what we need JJ. You need, like yeah. Draymond like, Green. Draymond Green is the same way. Draymond Green on any other team probably could be on an all star, like us, yeah. like a like the best player on that team, and get an all star appearance, and maybe even lead a team to the playoffs. If he had the right team around him, yeah, like but he can't go that to team, every team and, and and do that. He can't, yeah, like a team. Yeah. Like if he was in Brooklyn, I see that. If he was in a team, he gotta he gotta be a team with shooters. Like yep. I think you take you replace Draymond with uh you replace Patrick Beverly with Draymond. I think Timberwolves go farther. I'll I'll even I'll even take it a step further. I think if you take Draymond off the Warriors and put him on Boston in the place of Grant Williams, I think Boston is the yeah. favorite. Cause Draymond is 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 don't get me wrong, Draymond is very pivotal to what they do. Yep. Very pivotal to what they do, but you, you can afford to lose a Draymond sometimes. Sometimes. Cause like in, well, in the, that that uh, sometimes, but at the same time, the Warriors, it would take years to get somebody able to do what Draymond does. Yes, 
for them. What he what he does what he does is you can't replace. The right. heart he's the heart and soul of that team. Right. Curry's the best player, but Draymond is is like like you know what I'm saying? KD yeah. came came to the Warriors because Draymond. And he also yep. left because of Draymond. But that that yep. is not the point. <laughs> that is not the point. Uh, See, and and JJ actually said something. He said the same thing about Boston. He's like Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, yeah, is not their best player, but he's the most important player. Most. He's one of the most. He's probably the most vocal. He's one of their best defenders. He gets in people's face. Like he's he's really and he takes he actually takes more shots than Jason Tatum. Because Tatum is getting crazy. doubled all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. Marcus Smart is actually leading their team in shot attempts, I think. So it's like. Just wild. Yeah. So it's like, he's not like if it's not Jason, player. it's Jalen. But. And it's not. <laughs> because in the late, late in games, Jalen and Jason are getting double all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why so I wanted, Marcus Smart gets. Marcus Smart gets a lot of wide open threes. I wanted Jalen Brown more than uh, James Harden, to be honest with you. I, I know, did too, but I know but, there was no chance of that happening. Well, there was a chance. I, in my opinion, there was a chance early in the year when they were still, because Jason Tatum said that they had to like sit down and have a conversation, basically. And uh, I think JJ Reddick said on his podcast, he was like, "It seems like they figured out that Jason Tatum is the alpha." Yeah, and and it's so dope because, to see. You know, you kind of wanted that for Ben and Joel. Where right. where they had that moment where uh, I think Jason Tatum was mic'd up and it was like yo they said we couldn't play together we said they mm-hmm. said we couldn't play together you kind of wanted that moment for uh, Joel and Ben but Ben wanted it to was be, only it was only Joel it was only Joel that wanted to really play yeah so. Joel was like we won most of our games together we won fifty two games and Ben's just like I'm an all star sure <laughs> <laughs> sure Joel but, would say we Ben would go I so yeah exactly but. Yeah. Early in the season, they struggle with that though. Like Joe, like uh, Jason and neither and, neither of them are playmakers, right? They're both just scorers. I see. And the person who actually had to call him out on it was Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. When he Marcus was like, Smart. "Our two, our two best players. You know, they're young. They'll get it together. They'll don't figure out the that they got to get everybody else involved." Yeah, <laughs> they exactly. don't pass the fucking ball. Exactly. He was the one who had to basically call him out on it, and they got it together. So it's like. You know, I, I thought it was a chance. At that point specifically, I felt like at that point, tensions were at its highest, and people were really saying that they probably couldn't play together. And it's crazy to think they're in the fucking NBA Finals. Yep. Four wins away yep. from a championship. Will they get it? No, but still, to say that... If they it, do, I'd chance. be so upset. I, if they I, do, I would be so <laughs> upset. I... Cause I like Jason Tatum, but I don't. I don't want the Celtics to win. Uh, yeah, as as Sixers fans, we're only saying this as Sixers fans. Yeah, that we we don't yeah. we don't want y'all to win. But because I'm definitely not a Warriors fan either. As as a sport I came up fan, with so many reasons to root for the Warriors this week. Yeah, it's it's just the Celtics. You know, it's just a rivalry, man. It's mm-hmm. just it's just a rivalry in us. If y'all win, congratulations. But um, yeah. I was even telling people, I was like, you know. It was the Philadelphia Warriors first, right? Right. It always <laughs> it always comes up. It always comes up. Listen, like, there's no there's no here. strength in numbers without Philadelphia. There's, exactly. no, there's none of yep. that shit. Yep, y'all got Wilt because of us. Right, right. You know what's crazy? They have one of our championships. Yep, which doesn't make sense. Like OKC has one of Seattle Seattle's, Seattle's only championship. Yep. Why the fuck does that come to OKC? That doesn't make sense to me. <sighs> I don't know. It's like either do we have any do we have any Syracuse Nationals championships? I don't think they ever won a championship. Championship banners in the, in the no yeah. I don't think they ever That's won a championship. Fair. 
I think the f- our first championship was in the seventies with Wilt. Uh, I think so because we only got three. The last one we had was eighty three. I think it was actually, yeah, no, it wasn't with Wilt, but I think it was in the seventies. Let me see. Because Moses, um, Moses, Malone. or or the late sixties. The late sixties. So were we? The because that was when we had, that was when we had Wilt. Or no, actually, let me, let me think about it. Because, because Wilt went from here, he he was in Philly, then Golden State. Then came back to Philly. Then went to L.A. Let me see. But when he went to L.A., we, I think that was actually in the '60s. That was when we were in the Nationals. Kareem, we were in the Nationals. No, it wasn't the '60s. It wasn't the '60s. It was 1955. Yep, 1955, 1967. We were in the Nationals. Syracuse yep. Nationals. So we do have a championship, but it, it's different when Syracuse doesn't have a team. I guess. Syracuse doesn't have anything anymore. Do yeah, they? they don't have shit. I mean, they got the orange. That's it. Okay. <laughs> That's I guess it. That counts. That's it. I mean, so I guess I I, I would feel mad as if, if I'm Seattle a Seattle Sonic fan that they yeah. have that. But you know, Seattle's Seattle's probably getting a new team. Yeah, 2024. Las Vegas uh, is also in Seattle. So I think but they're see, going. See, I don't understand that because how how does that work with the conferences now? Because that's move, two you move Western Memphis, conferences. Too. You move Memphis to the fucking East because it's East. It's the fucking East Coast. You move. You, you probably got to add yeah. another team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You will have to add a team to to. So let's let's pose this. Let's pose this question. Because if you create two new Western conferences teams, you need to have two new Eastern conference teams. So you can move one from the west to the oh well no you need to, you need um three no you need one because it has one, to be even you need one Eastern Conference team because technically if you move Memphis from the west to the east yeah, that so, would be like adding yeah. just one to the west yeah so yeah I mean what wh- what city do you think would get it I would I would personally go Pittsburgh oh wait no that would be even actually now that I think about it it would be thirty one and thirty one. Or it'd be, I'm sorry, sixteen and sixteen. I think I think they would. I think they would want. Maybe yeah, but I mean, if they added two, they yeah would still would have to add one to the east. No, not if they move Memphis to the Eastern Conference. It would be. It would be. The problem is, it would be sixteen and sixteen. It would still be even as far as conferences, but the divisions wouldn't be even. Yeah. Because now there's there's five teams in each division. Division. There will be six and one on one of the divisions. Right. Um. I mean, if that's what they're doing, I mean, because they didn't. What, what were the most recent teams added on? Wasn't the Bobcats and the Raptors the the most recent? Um. And then the Grizzlies moved. Well, I don't know because the Grizzlies were in Vancouver first. Yeah, but they moved. Uh, that was in the two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Because Paul Gasol played for. Uh, only Vancouver. played for. I think he only played for the uh, Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah. No, he played for both. He played for both. Paul Gasol played. He for did, the, but the he did, too. but but Steve Francis got drafted to the Vancouver Grizzlies, and forced his way out, and got to the Rockets. And play with Yao. Okay. So I think it was in like the early two thousands. Puckshaw was on the Grizzlies. He he was on the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. 
Not Vancouver. Well, it, do both. they have it? Do they have it just listed as? Because I think if it was both, they would say slash. Look up Steve Francis. Or just look up Vancouver Grizzlies move. Because Steve Francis was, he that was the whole reason why he didn't, he ended up going to Houston because he did not want to go to Vancouver. Why? Canada? I don't, I guess. I mean, that is a, that is a. I mean, Vancouver is a nice city though. It moved in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte. Charlotte might have been Charlotte. No, it's not Toronto. Because Toronto, weren't they? Didn't they expand in '95? Wasn't it '95? Yeah. No, I'm saying Toronto wasn't one of the most recent. It probably was. Probably was. Probably was Charlotte. Oh, you mean to, two newest expansion teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. Then yeah. Then it might be Toronto and Charlotte. Yeah. Because well, no. Because remember, because well, because Charlotte. I think the the Pelicans, the um, Hornets, Charlotte Hornets. I mean the um, New Orleans Hornets. Because remember, the Hornets were Charlotte always. And yeah, then they moved to they New Orleans. Moved to New Orleans, and then New Orleans changed the name, and then they got the name back. But they, okay, so yeah, so, so Charlotte Bobcats might be yeah. the newest expansion team. Charlotte and Toronto, I guess, because Toronto, Toronto Cause, expanded in '95. Because that's when I guess um, I guess teams moving doesn't count as an expansion. No. So yeah, so it might be Charlotte and Toronto. Okay. Um I guess well. Yeah. I Cuz then I you we, would, I, I, we have, I would I would be happy. I would be happy for them if Seattle got a new team. I I would I would too. As somebody who who wasn't even watching basketball when Seattle had a team, it just the, to see how many play how many players came from Seattle. Yeah. Uh and how like they all like nice with it too. They yep. all nice with it too. Just to see that you know fan base reclaim that, you know, yeah. on, on opening night when they when they get that they should be presented their championship back. I mean, and there's so many teams, there's so many states in the NBA, mm-hmm. so many states in America that have multiple teams. California has four teams. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking like, more so of uh, just sports in general, because like that's no, the, that's the, just just basketball. Yeah, like just California basketball. has four. California has four teams. They don't New need York four has teams. Two. Like LA has two teams, New York has two teams. So move like the, Florida move, has two teams. Like there's the so many. Uh, Texas has three teams. Like there's so many states Texas that big have as shit though. Texas and California are biggest shit, so I understand. They are, but does LA need two teams? No. Like no. Sacramento, sure. You Sacramento can have a team. I get it, but it's like you could move the Kings and then move the Clippers to Sacramento, or just move the Clippers. Like, I doubt like, they would do that though. I do too, but at the same time, it's like just to give, because it's about at the end of the day, it's about the money. Yeah, like having the enough fans to turn out and enough jersey sales and all that to that, warrant actual that w- money that it takes to move a team. But at the same time, it's like there are so many big, like actual big cities that just don't have teams, mm-hmm. simply because these other cities are in a state that's more populated. That's kind of what I kind of feel. Um, to walk away from the NBA for a little bit and go into their uh, sister, the WNBA. Yeah. I don't understand why there's not a team in Philly and Boston. From what I understand, there I think there did used to be a team in Philly. It was called the Philadelphia Rage. Um, right. 
I don't understand why that's free promotion by itself having yeah. Philly and Boston because we just hate each other as a sport fan because we're so much a fucking like, right? I, I think teams, I think t- t- cities that are obsessed with sports like Philly and Boston are mm-hmm. those like WNBA teams would do fine. Yeah, like it's like, not. I like, would go to a WNBA game. Like I would, I would want to be because I watch the WNBA yeah. already. But having your own yeah. team. It is. It makes right. it even better. You, know you can buy jerseys like yeah. this. Yeah, and we're like we're sports towns. It's different. Like with L.A., like the the Sparks, they have championship pedigree, so it's like they have the history behind it. But if you think about it, the city of Los Angeles has so much going on, sports wise. Mm. How many people are really like really going to Sparks games? Not really. You know what I mean? Like how how often is that arena packed? I tell you right now. If they gave Philadelphia a team, that bitch would be sold the fuck out. It, Absolutely. Philadelphia Absolutely. sold games. We're talking about a real football people were sold the yep. fuck out. Yep. Give us something to, to 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 learn. Give us something to to feel passionate about. We're there every game. Yep. And don't let them make the finals. Don't let the motherfuckers make the finals. Like it, I just think I just think the WNBA just needs better placement of teams like there's a team in tulsa why (laughs) it's it's like they it's like they were using they use the wnba like the like the g league Mm -hmm. they're just it's like yeah like they put them they put them in areas close by the nba teams that's you know that's why that's why okc actually got the thunder because when um new orleans new orleans had that flood they played in okc when, Nor- right. when Hurricane Katrina happened, uh, Chris Paul and them, they played in OKC, and they saw how crazy OKC went. And when uh, Seattle, uh, their contract was up, they moved it to OKC. And the owner was from OKC. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I think Kevin Durant said that on um, on JJ's podcast when he was talking about the move. He was saying that they were they – were, the players were assured that they, – they heard uh, rumors about a move, but the players house. were assured yeah. – yeah, they said the players were assured that it wouldn't happen for another like two or three years. And money, then at, money like, talks. The end of that season, it happened. Money talks, bro. Yep. Put some money behind some people. They move fast. So, what is your to take it back to to Philly? What is your ideal off season look like for the Sixers? Acquire players that fit fit the team, and I know that sounds so bland and it's so on the nose, but it's exactly what we need. We have yeah. constantly always such searched for the big names that we have forgotten about the pieces that need to go with those big names. Yeah. So um, I, I would say go get role players. Uh, trade Tobias if you want to trade him just to get rid of his money. Um, trade him OKC. Trade a pick or second-round pick. They don't need all that because they're, they're most likely going to trade him again, um, kind of what they did with Danny Green. Um I would trade Matisse. I think Matisse Matisse time is is done here, and uh, yeah. I would trade Matisse for Kobe White. I personally would do that. You would trade Matisse for Kobe White. Kobe White, straight yeah. up, straight up. I, the only thing that makes me hesitant to do that is that he's he's at this point with Danny being out for most of the season. He's not just our best perimeter defender anymore. He's, he's virtually our only, our only yes. perimeter defender. Um, this is this is why the the Tobias thing, the reason I said to move Tobias and sign yeah. people, 
that would be to fill the needs. Right? Okay. So you need the perimeter players, sense. you need the shooters. So that's why I was more so thinking like you would or that would automatically come with moving Tobias. You would get the perimeter defenders, the shooters, the things like that, because that's thirty seven million dollars that you're gonna be able to uh to use. Um I don't know if it's gonna be thirty directly because I know we're over the cap so it might be like twenty more so the twenty, twenty three you know, variety around there. Um yeah. and then Harden is a big question mark in terms of is he going to accept it? the player option? Is he going to opt in? Nobody knows. He has nothing but time until he makes that decision. So well, I think he opts in. Yeah, last last he, he doesn't day. he doesn't really have any reason to opt out. not opt in. Yeah, yeah. Because even if because even if he doesn't get the extension, if he opts in and plays out the last year, we are still the team that offers him the most money out of anybody anyway. Yeah, I mean so. It, and uh, I think you said this. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was was it you or did I hear it somewhere, where it's like this is a contract year. Yeah, yeah. If, if he wants, if he wants that ever again, he's gonna have to show the fuck out. Yeah, because you if you, he opts, if he opts in, this is a contract year. But see, this is why I said he has to opt in because if he opts out, that means he's a free agent, and you don't want this year that just passed to be your contract year. Yeah, like yeah. you don't want that to be the last thing that people saw of you. And that's that's more so what I was saying is like you got to ball out now. You yeah. got you got to listen. Get get yourself in the best shape. Hit yep. up Joel. Ask Joel what 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 what's the chef name? What's you know? Yep. Hit up Drew Hanlon. They fucking uh, his 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 uh, trainer came I out. I would even go to Danny before I go to Joel because Danny's older. So it's like yeah. you know what it's like to be older and have to get in shape. Joel's yeah. Joel's you know twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. I think twenty eight. be 28. So it's like. He's, oh, he just turned twenty eight, so he's like he he's it's a, probably a little easier for him to get in shape than thirty three year old. Jay but Harden I will also throw in the fact surgery. that he is a big man. Exactly. Well, that's true. But he's getting in a different kind of shape though. He's not running and cutting and like mm-hmm. making the same explosive maneuvers on a regular basis that James Harden is. So back to what you said, James Harden is obviously a gigantic gigantically a better fit than Ben Simmons ever was just because he can shoot oh, yeah. the ball. He has the threat of shooting the ball. Just because of that yeah. alone, he's way better fit uh, than, and then um, Ben Simmons. I, I, I really don't like to say his name. <laughs> I don't like to say his name, but uh, I want him to, to just move off the ball more. Cause a lot of times James, I want everyone to move off the ball more. It was just like, right. I was so, I guess, spoiled with JJ that I'm like, why aren't people moving off the ball? Like, why, why when Joel gets doubled, why is no one going towards him? They're just standing still. I need him, because just the threat, like I said, the threat of him still exists. It still exists. You still have to play up on James Harden. So I just need people to, to, to fight, you know, a little bit more. Just move. So I, I want to I wanna explain really quick. So I, I put together a little short, like, uh, off season, my ideal off season for the 76ers. Cool. So first off, you do not offer James Harden the max extension. Not at all. That's the first thing that you need to establish. You go to James, you say, hey, we're not offering you the max extension. You have two options. You can opt into your contract, play your ass off, and then we'll talk next season. We'll talk next off season about your money. Or you can take an extension, but it's not going to be the max extension. It's going to be a team-friendly 
maybe twenty nine million a year over four years, mm-hmm. right? And again, he still has he still has value. Like if James exactly. Harden went or, into or, or, it'll, or it'll be a situation where there's kickers. Yeah, we make the finals. Here's your here's kind of like extra. what we did with uh, Al Horford that he's definitely right. getting the benefits of right now. Exactly, we make the finals. Here's your extra five million, yeah. right? Like something like that. Okay. Now, if he decides to take that, great. If he decides not to take it, and he opts into his contract, well, I'm sorry. If he if he takes an extension, this would be next year though, to... so it would be over, right? No, this is this year. Okay. Because right now he has the decision to opt in or opt out. So if he opts out, he's a free agent. If he opts in. He can play his last year, or we can offer him him an extension now. But the extension, because the extension always comes the year before. You're you're available. You have the option to an extend extend a player up to a year before they and become we, a free. We still have his bird rights from Houston, so exactly. Yeah. So here's here's what I would say: you can take the team friendly extension, maybe twenty twenty eight twenty nine million a year with more loaded on the back end or something like that. Or with kickers, like if we make the finals or you make all-star game or you get MVP or something like that. If he decides he doesn't want to do that and he wants all of his money, I'll say, okay, opt into your last year. And then from there, this is the Sixers plan. Right. Because at the same time, you you don't want Joel to keep waiting. Exactly. You don't want to keep waiting, 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 waiting. And I feel like... The thing that scares me about uh, the thing that scares me about the the whole thing is that I feel like we're catering to James Harden way too much. Right. So with, yeah. so here's here's the what the plan would be if he decides no, I want all my money, and he opts into his last year, which is probably what he'll do. Yes. Because I think he's he's still in that phase where like kind of like Melo was a couple years ago. It's like I'm still a star. I want all of my money. I want to be a starter and like all this like. All that, I don't think he recognizes his slippage as well as everybody else. So if he decides that he wants all of his money, he opts into his last year, here's the plan. My my ideal plan. You would trade Danny Green, Charles Bassey, Jaden Springer, and three second-round picks to the Thunder. The reason why is because, obviously, Danny Green's up there in age, but also he just tore his ACL. Yeah. Best-case scenario, he doesn't come back to the All-Star break anyway. And he's older, so, so I don't I don't think that's a real possibility, even though he wants it to be. But uh, that's yeah. exactly that's definitely that's best case scenario. Best case scenario, he's out for at least half the season, mm-hmm. at least. And then when he gets back, what? Exactly. Question mark. Yes. Right. That. So I would say Danny Green, Charles Bassey, and Jaden Springer to the Thunder, along with three second round picks. This is basically just a, a you know they take on the salary and two young players who could develop plus three second-round picks, and Danny Green, who's going to be off their books next year anyway. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, they give us a second-round pick and a first-round pick, which is the last overall pick, the 30th. This year? Yeah, this year. Okay. Number 30 from Phoenix. And then the 34th pick in the second round. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the 34th pick, which is in the second round. And then, so that cuts that cuts money for us. Get that that cuts about off. that cuts about fourteen million off. Mm-hmm. So then I would I said, 
Furkan and Shake Milton, plus a 2023 second-round pick to the Knicks for Cam Reddish and a second-round pick. Okay. And again, this is this is a bench move. Yes, because definitely. now moving moving Furkan and Shake, you're you're moving to a guard and a forward from your bench, which also, already wasn't great anyway. But having Cam Reddish as a bench player coming off the bench with Matisse Thybul and with the guys who you'll see that I mentioned later, Cam, that Cam still has the bench. still has so much untapped potential that I feel like it just still has not been in the right place. Exactly. So this is for me the best one of the best bench options that you can make as far as like a turnaround Furkan and Shake, who are two serviceable players and they'll fit well next to the players that are on New York right now Shake had a really great season last year right so Shake and Furkan in a second round pick for Cam Reddish who's by the way 6'8 like he's like he's a he's a good defensive player he's a good enough defensive player only 22 which is crazy exactly and he can shoot the ball uh and a second round pick number 42 So now, from both of the trades, we end up with Cam Reddish, a first-round pick, number 30, and two second-round picks, 42 and 34. And I don't know if you remember this, but Cam coming back in that Atlanta Atlanta Hawks series, he really did some damage, especially in the mid-range. Right, yes. So Cam now becomes one of the three youth members of the 76ers, like our three future, like these are the guys that are going to be the guys when Joel and Tobias and everybody is gone. Cam... Shake, I mean Cam, uh, Tyrese, uh, and Matisse. So from there, after the trades, now you have money to go and sign some low-earning veteran free agents. So this is the money that I put up, the numbers, the contracts. If it's anything over than this, over this, you don't sign these guys. Can I kind of just you add in something somebody right, right quick? Um, yeah. Robert Covington is off the table because he just signed an extension with the Clippers. Oh yeah, I did this days ago. Okay. So I would replace him with uh with uh probably what's his name? Marcus Morris, I think, is a free agent. Or uh Nicholas Batum. Or Nicholas Batum, yes. Any three and D small forward. Yeah. Pretty much. A three and D small forward like a Robert Covington, resign Andre Drummond to be your backup center, give him a little bit more money, obviously. If if I'm Andre we, Drummond, we I'm stole like, him. We I'm stole like, him last time. I'm looking at this like, oh fuck, they want me again. Are they gonna trade me? <laughs> They're not going to trade me again. If I'm, if I'm honest, I don't even think we can, hmm. because we wouldn't be getting anything that would be worthwhile because we can't afford it. Yeah, that, he was he was just literally a throw-in, honestly. Right. Yeah. The whole thing was like we had to move Ben, and in order to make the money work, we had to throw in Andre and Seth. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think the Nets really wanted Seth, but to make the money work, we had to throw in Andre. And it didn't even work for them. That's the crazy part. Right. Uh, and then Rajon Rondo for one year for two point four million. So back up point. This so at this point your bench is now Rajon Rondo, Cam Reddish, Andre Drummond, and Matisse Thybul. Okay, that's your four rotation guys off the bench. Your starting lineup is whatever three and D small forward you want to replace Danny Green, who you can afford, and then the same starters from from last year. Well, Tyrese. James, Tobias, Joel. You can also draft a 3D forward. Exactly. So this gives us a little bit more leeway because now we have three picks in this upcoming, four picks now because of Brooklyn in this upcoming draft. So can I kind of like 
change this like not a, like a little bit, but just like just go through it. Um yeah. I would trade Isaiah Joe before I would trade Charles Bassey. Um I would okay. you know, I would change Isaiah Joe because I, I don't really think Isaiah Joe would really ever really get opportunity. I feel like Charles Bassey has a better shot playing for this team than Isaiah do in like in the learn in the long term. Um also Charles Bassey I would agree younger. with you. I would agree with you. The problem is the problem with both of them is the years. Okay. Is Charles Bassey going to get more opportunity within the next two years? I personally think so because Andre Drummond only has two years left in his deal. We only have two years on there. That's true, but we still have Paul Reed too. Remember, I would trade Paul Reed. So you would, so you would say you would trade Paul Reed. Yeah, I would trade Paul. So I would, I would replace Paul Reed. I would replace Charles Bassey with Paul Reed, because at this point, you you gotta understand if you add Joel and Andre at this point, you now have four centers. Mm -hmm. I just, I I would think personally. to move one of the bigs, then, then, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, the shooter, the shooter, the guy that you mentioned, George Niang. <laughs> oh, god, no, <laughs> what are you talking about? George, George oh, Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe, because he's a shooter, and yeah. that's really the only reason. I would, I would also go to the fact that if say Charles Bassey shows that he can play, right. And like he mm-hmm. has, he has shown that he could play. He hasn't stepped up in some big, big moment, big moments where we're, we had COVID. He did step up. I mm-hmm. would say Charles Bassey could fit next to uh, Andre Drummond better than a Paul Reed if push came to shove. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't have a problem. I, I wouldn't have a problem with moving either one of them. And here's here's why. Charles Charles Bassey, I agree, is probably the better player and probably will be the better player long term. Yeah. However, like I said, in this scenario, you end up with four players on your roster, and I I'm just not quick to move shooters. But because in this scenario we end up with now four draft picks in this upcoming year, we have the opportunity to draft another guy or trade who it. can fill yeah. who can fill Charles Bassey's shoes. If I, that makes sense, I think I think for, because this draft is so heavy with bigs. I think for where we got him, and like I, my personal, I guess you could say attachment to Charles Bassey is that Charles Bassey trains with Joel, so I would say that so, Charles wait, Bassey wait. could could not not say that he's going to be the next Joel, but he will be more battle tested on on the court in practices and then on in the off season. And he looks like you see how he play. He looks like he's going to be in the NBA for some time. I will give yeah. Charles Baskey. I will say he will be in the league more longer than a Paul Reed. I agree. I, I mean, if Paul, if you want to replace Charles Baskey with Paul Reed, I have no I, no problem with that there, whatsoever. There, there goes our chances at Paul Reed <laughs> coming to the well. Podcast. Well, here's the thing though. But here's here's part of the reason why I would say I was I, I'm a little bit easier to part with one of them than Isaiah Joe. Like I said, Isaiah Joe's a shooter. Yes. But if you look in the upcoming draft, and in this scenario, like I said, we get 34 and 42 in the second round, right? Mm-hmm. We get number 30. We also have 24 from, you know, or 23, excuse me, our own pick. Yes. So we could package 30 and 24, 23 and maybe try and get Nikola Jovich. Who knows? But That's crazy that he has the same, damn near the same name. I know. And he would be a sixer, which is crazy. But 30, uh, 30... Four and forty-two. Look who's look who's projected to go 30, 34. 
Look at who's projected to go at 35, right after 34. You see Christian? Yeah, seven foot. Yep. Christian Coloco is the seven foot center from from Arizona. Well, he's not from Arizona. He plays for Arizona. Yeah. Seven foot, 221 pounds, 21 years old. Right? 17 points per game, 10.3 rebounds, two assists. Look at his blocks. 3.9 blocks per game and 1.1 blocks steals. per game. And 1.1 really steals. Look. So these are these are his uh per 36 numbers. But guess where Christian Coloco is fr- so look at all the this is all the positive and negative uh yeah, still up. Draft so it has age. the strengths and weaknesses. The only the only weakness is age, right? Because he's 21. Who cares? We were exactly. that once it now, yeah. Exactly. So here's the thing. Guess where Christian Coloco is from? Ooh. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So, so, so I would say so you're I would say me, if, fuck Charles Bassey. He's from Cameroon too. <laughs> so so Charles Bassey trains with Joel and B, right? Yes. Which is obviously great. But having another Cameroonian center come in for Joel to literally take under his wing. I don't think I don't think Joel Embiid and Charles Bassey's relationship is to the same degree that Joel and Christians would be if we were to draft him. True. That's true. That's true. Both from the same place. Both can speak in different languages. Exactly. So both seven-footers. Like, he's a legit seven-foot. So, and then on top of that, we still have 42. We still have uh, 30 and 23. 30 is Jake LaRavia from Wake Forest. 6'8", small forward. Number huh? 26. Number 26. EJ Liddell? EJ Liddell, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I, he would be the perfect sixer fit. I like EJ Liddell, too. So this gives us a lot of options to fill out the rest of the to fill out the rest of the bench. Like with with guys who can who we can develop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um, what, what we are the situation we are in, like I said, we don't need a young prospect. We need more so guys who know who they are. That, that's exactly. what made drafting. Tyrese Maxey kind of well Tyrese Maxey was kind of a a surprise more so than anything because he wasn't supposed to fall that that low because of the uh COVID and yeah. the the year you know the, the tournament not happening uh yeah. Matisse Thybul was more so what I was trying to like say where he knows what he is he knows what he does he's not gonna do really much else after, yep. after that so yeah definitely 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 close, close so ha- so having the opportunity to draft a backup center who's not much younger than than Charles Bassey, but who's a little bit younger, who is going to be on a rookie contract even after Andre Drummond, mm-hmm. his 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 contract expires. You know what I mean? Like that's well, not even after because it's a second round pick. So I think you only get like two years anyway. Yeah. But we, if Charles Bassey were to play, because of. Like because of what you said, like of him already being pretty good, chances are it's gonna be like a Rashawn Holmes situation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Energy. So it's like. So it's like. Was it? And, and at that I'm point, sorry. at that point, by the Christian Coloco. Christian Coloco. So at that point, it's like, what do you do? Your if your best player is a center, do you give all this money to a backup center? Or do you just want to have maybe a couple more on the team who you can also use and let this guy go? Mm. I mean that that makes more sense. Uh, 
So it's like, I, I would say, and I'm sorry to Charles Bassey, I'm sorry to Paul Reed, but they are more replaceable. Did Did you see? Does he shoot? Does he shoot, or is he more so in the paint? He's more in the paint. Okay. He's a, he's really a shot blocker. He's a okay. defensive. He's a great defender. Are we looking at a like Nerlens Noel like? Because like even adding someone like a Nerlens maybe, Noel, maybe maybe a little better. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Maybe uh, a little better because well, see here's the thing though because Ner- he's he's Nerlens came out after one year and he barely played the year. Yeah. Uh, this guy's in his sophomore season. So he's had a little bit more time to learn. And I think coming out, being in the second round, you know, like probably not getting a whole lot of playing time. Like mm-hmm. he'll be, he'll be, he'll have time, you know what I mean? To really, yeah. to develop. Definitely. Same with like James Weissman or Jonathan Kaminga. Like, you know, they got drafted, but yeah, knew, like Golden State wasn't really using them. It's so crazy that, that uh, they have them though. Like I know, because a lot of people expected them to trade those picks to, to you know move get a bigger star. They didn't. Yeah, because um, why? Because the know? thing is, if they're great, then we have great players on rookie contracts. Right, right. And you know, <laughs> so it's like why would we... that's going to be capped out for us. Exactly. Many, you know. Exactly. That is smart. It's like why would we trade this for a player who's going to want money when we could just have a kid who's just happy to be on a good NBA team? So I want to talk about the team that was just recently eliminated from the playoffs. Miami, Miami Heat. Heat. Yeah. What do you think a move? Because they're linked to Donovan Mitchell. Do, mm-hmm. do you think they? What, what is the percentage? Give me like a percentage of them making a, a big trade. Uh see, and it's tough because that depends on what you consider big. I mean, because Donovan the, Mitchell. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's big. Yeah. Kyle Lowry was also a big trade. I see them more so making a trade like that than going for someone like a Donovan Mitchell. Good. I don't see them going for a super for a star or like future superstar. I'm trying I to see think, them I'm more so going something. for a really good veteran player. Oh. If if anybody, like they'll probably go more for like Honestly, I would see the Heat going for Rudy Gobert before Donovan Mitchell. So, you traded Bam then. Yeah. Bam. Because here's oh, you the thing. You couldn't even just trade Bam. Rudy gets paid. Right. Rudy's one of the highest paid players in the NBA, which is ridiculous. Because here's the thing. Donovan, as good as he is, look at what the Heat have. Like, besides Bam Adebayo, all their best players are guards. They were they were 1-3. One, 1 Jimmy Butler 3 from possibly being in the finals. Yeah. Like, when you already have Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kyle Lowry... Victor Oladipo, like you have guards. Donovan Mitchell can come in and be a great scorer, but at the same time, all you're doing is taking away minutes from some of your other best players. You're not, you're all you're doing is upgrading one position, which wasn't your worst position. See, my thing with the Miami Heat is that Jimmy's your best player, but he should not be your best scorer. And when your best scorer is Tyler Hero, and Tyler Hero can't play because he's injured, you need uh, another guy. Because like even when Tyler Hero was playing, he wasn't like. He wasn't that guy. He wasn't even that yeah. guy for real. So, and but Jimmy that, can't do all of that. Yeah, yeah. He but can't. then that creates the problem of, if that's the case, why would Utah trade Donovan Mitchell for Tyler Hero? I mean, if you're going to reset, I'll take Tyler Hero. 
that's true. Have they said that they planned on doing that though? Like that's the they, thing. Like they, they, we still don't know what Utah wants to do. There's more so. They're more so trading the Rudy Gobert, the Rudy Gobert son, to uh, instead of trading Donovan Mitchell. And yeah, I don't know. I, what and you I would, get I would do the same from a Rudy, a Rudy. I mean, because like he has value, but that contract it's kind of like Draymond. Kind of like Dray- what Draymond's getting paid. Not a lot of people would pay Draymond because the system he's in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I don't I wouldn't see a team like the Lakers go and get Draymond and being like, all right, we're gonna pay you twenty five million dollars because he does yeah. not fit what they do. You know? So But what if but if but that's the thing. He doesn't fit what they do, but if your plan is to change your team, Draymond would be a great addition because he's nobody knows the Warriors system and the Warriors culture better than Draymond. Right. That's right. That's so right. if you wanted somebody who you can trade for like if you're really trying to reset, like a team, and you have and you have stars, and you want to bring somebody in to establish that culture, like uh, like the Kings, the Kings right. could use a Draymond, yeah, exactly, yeah, you're right. Like there, there, there are teams that could use Draymond's knowledge, maybe more than his game, right? That is right. You know what I mean? So it's like with Rudy, there are teams that maybe just need defense. And and that's why probably what, that's what one of the reasons they uh, reported that they wanted to trade D'Angelo Russell is that D'Angelo Russell didn't listen. D'Angelo Russell was Who? the reason LA? the Warriors, the oh, Warriors, Golden State, Golden State oh, yeah. didn't want D'Angelo Russell anymore because it was like one, it was a down season anyway. Mm-hmm. Steph was injured, Clay was injured, Draymond's your best player. You're not going to do much with Draymond being your best player, but. And Draymond, Draymond's trying to talk to him, and you know he wasn't listening. You know he felt like you know I'm all star. I I did this already. You, you know it's going in one ear out the other. And Draymond is so respected, definitely not in 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 basketball he's respected, but on yeah. the Warriors like his his word is God sometimes. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like Kobe, like not not to the same degree, but it's like there were there were rumblings when when Magic first stepped down. There were rumblings that part of the reason why Magic's authority wasn't taken as seriously was because Kobe had a better relationship. Like even Rob though Polinka, he was retired, yeah. even though he was retired, Rob Kobe Polinka liked was Rob his more than Magic. Yeah, Rob Kobe was, was Kobe's like agent. Rob's the guy. Kobe yeah. was like Rob's the guy. Because they were they were talking and about. And was like, okay, <laughs> they were talking about Kobe. Kobe wanted the team. Yeah, Kobe wanted like a big part in the team. Like he wanted to like have a percentage in the Lakers. Yeah, and which I'm pretty sure they would allow. Out. You know, obviously, you know, unfortunate events happen, and uh, you know yeah. he could never really see that through. But it, it, you know, magic when magic yeah. when magic stepped down, that was a shocker. Oh yeah, because like Cause the way the, he said it, the timing too. Like he was, he it was like, it, like it was like while the game was going on, right in the parking lot. It was like in the fucking parking lot. Yeah, he was like he was yeah. in the he was in the tunnel. He was yeah, in the tunnel. In the tunnel. Yeah. He was like, yeah. Like, I'm the, just not the announcement like, came out, like, while the game was going on. And then as soon as it ended, all the reporters went to the tunnel to talk to Magic. Right. Because Magic, yeah, Magic. It was crazy. Magic didn't like the fact that everything he did was tampering. Yep. And, like, you know, Magic, like, talks to players. Like, you know, like Kobe yeah. talked to players. Like, and you can't do that for real when you are in a position like that because everything tampering. You know, you're getting fined for saying hello to players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it's so strict. Um, and it's crazy because the league has changed so much since then, but that was how Jerry West was getting everybody. Yeah. Like, Jerry West was, like, 
the guy. Like Jerry West, Jerry when West he was in L.A. Had a when he was in L.A. and then when he was in Golden State, he got everybody. Like he talked to everybody. Jerry West was an amazing. He Jerry West drafted well and recruited well. Yeah, I mean, you know where he's at now? He's with the Clippers. Yep. Kawhi, Paul George. Yeah. Getting some 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 play out of some players you didn't even think. I didn't even think they had play left in the tank. I didn't think Reggie Jackson was going to be in the league much <laughs> right. longer, and here here he is playing like a fucking all star. So yep. it's he definitely got has the ability to get the best out of players. Definitely. Yeah. Uh I um I don't know. The thing is like when we, when we talk about teams like the Sixers and the Lakers and you know even even the Warriors, like teams who who have a championship window, but there's something in the like way. There's something like like the Warriors a couple years like the Warriors for the most part it's just been injuries. Mm-hmm. For the Lakers it's been injuries but then also contract stuff. For us it's been like oddly mm-hmm. On the court stuff, mm-hmm. but it's been off the weird. Court stuff, on I would the court. say it's been it's been weird on the court stuff. Like off the court, mostly. Like your point guard won't take a shot in the fourth quarter. Point guard won't. But show he's up. been. But he's been an all star, <laughs> all year. Like your starting center, who is second in MVP voting, is on the floor with four minutes left and a blowout win. We're up fucking thirty. And he gets elbowed in the face. Doc like Rivers, it's been it's been weird stuff. Doc Rivers coming back was a gigantic surprise to me because I didn't it didn't make sense. It didn't make coming sense. Coming back this, where? To us. To coaching? To play. Yeah. To coach. Oh yeah. It didn't make sense to me because like why? Like and why? he said he was so him scared. and Daryl Morey both said like we came because of Joel and Ben. And I'm just like, that's that's weird. Cause Joel and Ben haven't done anything. Right, and, and also we've had the team. Like, I can we, see if you said we came because you guys have a lot of potential and uh, some adjustments can be made to make this a championship team. But you can't. The fact that they stepped in and really believed that Joel and Ben would be the championship duo. Let's be real. They came because of Joel. I mean, yeah, I would hope so. Because when Daryl Morey got here, when he was talking about the team, he said Joel's name like fifty fucking times in like yeah. twenty minutes. So it's it everyone because you know there was a toss up between who team was it and Joel which also didn't make sense. Joel last season and this season, well, ba- really this last season said, "Nah, motherfucker, this is my shit." Like literally, yeah. li- like with play, not even with words, with play. Mm-hmm. This is my team. I should be the guy. You know, because people were like, "You trade Joel. You've been around Ben. Ben is like Giannis. No, Ben is not like Giannis." Ben doesn't have the mental the mental to be Giannis, bro. Nah. You you turning down dunks over Trey Young. Giannis is over here trying to dunk on every fucking body. Giannis is over here dunking on Jared Allen. You're scared to dunk. You're scared to dunk on Trey Young because you're scared to get fouled. Did you see what Trey Young said about it on JJ's podcast? He defended him. I don't. It, <laughs> I, <laughs> he was like, I think he just saw a red jersey and he thought it was somebody else. And he thought he was about to get he thought he was about to get blocked because he wasn't he wasn't in great position. He had his back to the basket. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like you're six ten and you're right there. The craziest thing is that this season, this fucking season, Joel had a play just like that. You know what the fuck he did? He turned around and he fucking dunked it. <laughs> he fucking yep. dunked it. Like yep. and it was Trey Young right there. Turned around, and just yammed it. Yep. He had to go. That's what this 
if that motherfucker would have did this, we would have had this situation. Obviously, Joel's also. Light bitch. <laughs> Joel's also to blame. Like, I'm not taking none of oh, all yeah. the shit. One of these games, one of the games where we blew a lead, Joel didn't score in, in the uh, last quarter. He didn't score in the fourth quarter. He yep. also had a game like that, but it's like. The only reason why I give Joel a pass ever is because he gets doubled so fucking much. Yeah. And he's almost always playing through pain. Like, always. he's almost always playing through an injury. And, and, and he gets, and even in that, he still gets double. So it's like, that's the only reason why I kind of give Joel a pass. And because he can't pass the ball to himself. Yeah, can't. Like, he's still the center, which is yeah. what everybody was, was saying before. Like, you guys need a scoring scorer from the perimeter. You guys need a perimeter scorer. You guys need a perimeter scorer. Joel can't be a closer. And, and, and it's it, like, at the end of the day, sometimes in situations like that, you do kind of see it where... He's in the he's in position, but the player can't make, can't the, make pass. the pass. And it's so crazy yeah. that you can't make the pass. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, all right, cool. It, it, it it's not smart to make the pass there. I understand that. All right, repost. Let him do it again, right? Because right. there's probably somebody fronting him. There's somebody about to play the little passing lanes. You see that? You yeah. don't want to make the pass. There's sometimes legit. He 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 calls for the ball, hand yep. up. Calls for the ball. You're not passing to me. All right, cool. I'm a reset. When he goes to reset, when he puts his fucking head down, that's when he make the pass. Yep. When and he's not the looking. Thing that, the thing that I hate is that you can see, like you, we saw it in the Raptors series. Nobody could, like the reason why Joel's scoring numbers go down at the end of the game is because posting up takes so much yeah, fucking banging. energy. You banging down low, yeah. It takes so much energy that by the end of the game, after you've already posted up 65 times, you once you get position and somebody starts pushing on you, the amount of time that you can hold that position starts to decrease lower and lower. Yeah. So if Joel is down low and he does get good position, the longer they take to make that pass, he's getting pushed further and further and, out the. And we're paint. talking about a man with back problems. Exactly. So, so it's like you got to be able to make that pass as soon as he turns the, around and puts his hand up. The best player on our team that can make that fucking outlet pass. That po- that that throwing pass, the dumping pass, is fucking Matisse Thybulle. Yep, he's the best player to do it because Matisse Thybulle, once he sees it, he gives it to him. He's yep. not he's not trying to angle it or nothing. Like he's boom, it's you. And he's not thinking about possibly scoring instead. Yeah. And you everybody know, else, James, Tyrese, Tobias, everybody else is like, or I could just shoot it, right. <laughs> like, or I and, could just drive. Cause now they know, like, if I go to, if I put my hands up to make that pass, the player who's guarding me is sagging off. Yeah. And if it's Matisse, he's like, I don't, I'm not shooting it either way. But you know, like, and that's why they they really emphasize the Matisse cut. Yep. Because hey, all right, you're not gonna, they're gonna be guarded. I'm gonna play up a little bit above the elbow, and yep. they're gonna double me. You're right there under the rim, every time. We saw this year they used Matisse. Exactly yes. the way that Ben was being used late yes. in games in the playoffs. And that's that's the reason they put I him think... in the dunker spot. He caught lobs and he he just cut back door. I think that's the reason they're going to try to move him. Really, I think that's the reason, uh, because one Matisse would have to be your starter. He would have to be. Yeah, in this scenario, yeah, he would, yeah, he would have to be because um, they don't have they can't afford to get anybody else unless you move Tobias. Like I still believe in Daryl Morey. I still believe in him, even though something is telling me not to. I the, still... here's, let me tell you why I kind of don't. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Daryl Morey and Elden Brand both seem to be a little bit obsessed with names. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Like they, they both seem to be a little bit obsessed with the name. I don't think even Seth, 
even Seth, even though Seth turned out great, the fact that it was Seth Curry. Curry. Yeah. Curry. Yeah, and He's Andre, a fucking Curry. Andre Drummond, Dwight Howard. Like, Tony Bradley Al was Horford. as good of a backup. Tony Bradley was as good of a backup center as you really needed. Yes. We didn't need yes. Dwight Howard. <laughs> like, yes. And like, Dwight was Dwight was good, but he just fouled every fucking body. Yes, Dwight was for somebody. So we couldn't even really give Joel a break because Joel, go right back Dwight in gets in the break. Dwight gets in the game and gets like three fouls in four minutes. So it's like, didn't we have Dwight and Tony Bradley? Yeah. And then we traded Tony Bradley for George Hill. OKC. Okay, yeah. Yep. And we let go of George Hill. Yeah. And we needed a point guard. Yep. Daryl Murray. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Um. So it's like it's the names. Even when we even with the Jimmy Butler trade, even though that trade was great, yeah. it worked out. Yeah. The fact that we had to but give it up. But it was it was the first the time fact we, that we had did to give that, up. Though. The fact that we had to give up Covington and but no, but it was the first time. But then he did it again with Tobias. Yeah, you know I'm saying I'm saying like the first time makes sense. The second time overkill. Exactly. It's always that. It's always that. With the with the Jimmy Butler trade, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna kill it. It's a good trade. We got Jimmy Butler. I'm happy. But the fact that we had to give up. Uh, Robert Covington and Dario Saric. We lost two starters. Dario Saric had a bad year. He was having. A, he started off terrible that year. They both he started, started off up. terrible, but he for most of his his seasons he started off terrible and then started to pick it up toward the end. And but you are also in a situation where our our team is getting. But better. The, but even then, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. But even then, the worst part wasn't even that he was having a bad season. It was that we had nobody to replace him. That was why we had to make the t- Tobias trade. We did. We did a good job replacing him because uh, that that. Oh no, no, we didn't. No, we did not. No, <laughs> we that had to make the Tobias trade to replace him. That was that was the year. That was the year before. The year before where we had Dar- we got Ersan. Ersan, Marco. They were on the same team. Like that. That is that is. So you see, like I think as Sixer fans, when we went through the buyout market and here we get back, uh, what DeAndre Jordan and we, you know, we are we're so fixated, like. Yo, we once got Marco. Name. Yeah, we once so got Marco Bellinelli and Ursan Ilasova, who aren't the biggest yeah. names, but they yeah. fit what we were doing. Yep. Like if we had DeAndre Joel, Jordan, it was just the name. If we had Joel with that team, you can't tell me we're not being fucking Boston. This Joel with that team. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, with Ben being yeah, even ben. ben. Ben Ben was Ben. Well, Ben had a bad game where he scored like one point, but. Yeah, it still it this Joel this Joel was just a post up player. Yep, he was just a post up player. He could shoot the mid range a little bit, but it wasn't that effective. Yeah, if we had this Joel with that team, we'd have went to the finals. We would have, because even with that team, we beat Cleveland. Like we beat, we would beat Cleveland. We beat a lot of good teams. We won fifty two games. Like we beat a lot of really good teams. And we came out of nowhere too, because we were supposed to be like AFC. AFC yep. seven seed, and we were until that halfway point, and then we just picked it up. That year was, and you know what's crazy? And that halfway point, the person who really picked it up the most was Dario. Dario, because even the year before, when Dario, when him and Joel were rookies, the only reason why Dario didn't win Rookie of the Year, remember, because Malcolm Brogdon, Dario Saric, and Joel Embiid were like the three finalists, finalists for Rookie yep. of the Year that year. The only reason Dario didn't win it was because he had a bad first half. The only reason Joel didn't win it was because he didn't play enough games. I I think I think I think they were going to give it to Michael Brogdon regardless because it sounds like the best story, first second round pick to win rookie of the year. It's it's, it's a good story. Yeah. It's a good story. Yeah. Um, because I I honestly believe it should have went to Dario, and it's not even me being biased. 
dude's not even on the team anymore. But it's like he had the biggest impact. Obviously, you could go um, Malcolm Brogdon. I think they went to the playoffs that year. So yeah. the Bucks went to playoffs that year. So okay, cool. He went to the playoffs. I think that's a reason Scotty Barnes got it. Um, I actually called Scotty Barnes getting it in the beginning, uh, before yeah. this happened. Um, Scotty Barnes yeah, went to the playoffs. He went to the playoffs. That, that did. I remember that. Me, yeah. you, and I think Anwar had a conversation about it, and yeah. we. He was saying. Uh, Josh, he was saying. Josh Green. Jalen yeah. Green. Green. He was saying uh, Jalen Green. I think somebody else was saying Cade. It was, and uh, I was like, I was, I yeah. knew, I was like, it's either gonna be Scotty Barnes or Evan Mobley, yeah, because they're gonna be on teams that are gonna compete. Because like even before the draft, I was like, Scotty Barnes is gonna be. Because Cade ball. wasn't putting up the Cade and Jalen Green weren't putting up amazing enough numbers. Cade to started warrant. off slow to the point yeah, they where weren't putting they weren't putting up were amazing scared. amazing enough numbers to warrant getting the award on a terrible team. Mm-hmm. Whereas Evan and yeah. And, and they were like and Scotty, they were putting up really good numbers on really good teams, and they were they were arguably like at times the best players on those teams. Yeah, they were reasons they were actually in in the playoff position. Obviously, Evan didn't make it; they fell to the play in and they got eliminated. But yeah. you know, I think I, I thought it, it would really scared me was like with making my prediction not really scared me at all because they both could have won it. Evan, Evan, Evan was 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 he was better than Scotty. Oh, yeah. He was better than he was better. Like for the majority of the season, was like, you could say Evan Mobley was the best player. But what mm-hmm. it, what it happened what happened with that is that Evan got injured and Scotty kept going. Mm-hmm. And Scotty so, got better. Yeah, Scotty got better, and Scotty they were in better position. They yep. uh, actually the Toronto over they overtook uh, Cleveland. So because yeah, remember Cleveland was was like number three at one point. Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, it was top five seed. Was top four seed actually. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think they got as high as I think they got as high as three. Yeah, and didn't make it, but still, that was injuries. That was more injuries than anything that they didn't. Yeah, next um, year, next year, Cleveland might be pretty scary, actually. Yeah, and they when they get Colin Sexton back too. And there's always already rumors that they kind of they trying to get Gary uh Gary Trent Jr. from Toronto. I doubt that's going to happen, but yeah, Gary, I don't know why they would want to do that either. Shit, I wouldn't want Gary Trent because well, they already have. <laughs> They already have. If they get Colin back, they now have Colin, Darius Garland, and uh, uh, um, oh, why am I blanking on his name? For, who they got from Brooklyn? Oh, Karis and LeVert. that James, Karis LeVert, yeah. So it's like you you already got three, three they guards. Got, didn't get him from Brooklyn. They got him from um, Indiana. Yes, Indiana. You're right. Because they traded Rubio and yeah, yeah, yeah. But same shit. It's crazy how Cleveland. Won that trade with Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland won the trade, and it wasn't even Cleveland. Well, the be it the wasn't main a Cleveland thing. trade. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was just a throw in, bro. It was Houston. Yeah. Houston uh, passed up on Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, and it's like, bro, Jared Allen made an All Star game. Yeah, Houston passed up on Jared Allen and um, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie. Yeah, yeah. Bro, was was Dinwiddie traded in this trade? No, no, no. Then when we got was traded year, the, the year he, before. No. He yeah, it was the year before. To Washington, to Washington. Yeah, yeah, it was. The, it was signed and traded in, in, in uh, offseason. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know what Houston was thinking. I don't I don't know if they had that much faith in Christian Wood and Luca Garza. Not Luca Garza. He's in Detroit. Uh, What's the guy's name? Zhou. Zhou Chi, the Chinese guy. 
Zochi. In Houston. Uh yeah. They got yeah. another center. Zochi. Zochi not he's not in NBA no more. No? No, Zochi, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's not there. Um they probably thought uh what's his name? Um I forget his name. They just drafted him. Chris Christian oh, no. Wood and they drafted somebody else. Uh, it's like Alfred Alfred something. It's he's European. Oh. That's why I was thinking Luca Garza, but he's in Detroit. Luca, yeah, Luca's in, in, in Detroit. Luca, Luca. There's another yeah. Luca that's supposed to get drafted this year. Really? Yeah. I and another this... Nicola. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Europe's taking over. For real. I mean, the best players, the West Europe players, and Africa. The final, the finals, of an MVP were three people not from America. So. Yep. You know. <laughs> yep. That's where it's going. That's where it's going. You got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think we're going to save some stuff for the next episode. Next episode. This is this has been two hours. I know. Two hours. This, we could break this into two episodes. For real, man. Part one, part two. God damn. Yeah. I so, mean, we might as well. It's mostly an off-season discussion anyway. Yeah. Off-season is going to be here for a while. Yeah. All that's right. It. All right. I think that's it. I can go watch Modern Family or some shit like that. I gotta do uh I gotta go and get with get with Tyrese. Alright, bro. Thank you All for right, watching. Man. And uh until next time. Peace. Bye bitches. <laughs> Bye bitches. Alright. <laughs>